Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. That's not how it works. Mia O'Brien. Should I laugh? Should, should I not laugh? And Leon Searcy. This is the big boy league. Noon hour is here. XL Primetime on a Tuesday. Whoa, man, is it going to get cold a little bit later on this week and in time for Christmas when Rudolph needs to light up and bring that sleigh in safely for all those kids to get all those toys. Well, we've got all sorts of uh, gifts to unwrap, and for Jaguar fans, they hope they're able to do that uh, with a Thursday night win over the New York football Jets. We're just two days away from the Jaguars kicking it off again, two days removed from that huge win over the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into a Tuesday on XL Primetime. Beaver Chevy and Beaver Toyota of St. Augustine bringing you today's show. We're bragging on them throughout the day. You can check out both of those lots on Phillips for Beaver Chevy and on US1 for Beaver Toyota in St. Augustine. I'm looking at Big Surge right now before we get our program going. Mm. And dude has unveiled his brand new glasses. Dude, you're looking sharp. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Uh, it's getting a little. It's taking a little see, getting me, used to, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, earlier yesterday, uh, I had a little vertigo. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, things were moving, and because you know, my, my JJ mind and my is eyes also are taking a picture. Since get accustomed to these glasses or whatever. Since I can see better now. JJ's girl got you. Oh, said she glasses. did. She hooked me up. Absolutely hooked me up. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking sophisticated, man. Yeah, man, you know, I look 1960-ish, you know. You look MLK, no doubt about it. You know, absolutely. Yeah. That's a look. Do got, I? Yeah. Well, I accomplished my goal. Yeah. Well, so, Leon, I had... He had a dream that he could see driving home at night, and now he absolutely... I mean, absolutely. you're looking sharp, dude. Seriously. Thanks, Distinguished you know, as the I word. have to ask if you saw this meme from over the weekend uh, of the glasses, and it says, when Doug Peterson has these on the bridge of his nose, just know he's about to cook you. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. So maybe All we right. could do, say that with Leon, too. Yeah. Leon's yeah. got him on the bridge like of his those. nose, and that's oh. when he's about to cook. Now, uh, now, you just had to go and find out, basically, that you needed a little, you know. Well, little... I don't, listen, I only need them really at night when I'm mm-hmm. driving. You know, when I'm driving at night, you know, things seem to little, be a little blurry. And, you know, uh, if, if I'm familiar with where I'm going, then sure. I don't, you know, I don't need glasses. You know, I'm familiar with the street. But if I have to take it a road trip, yeah. and I have to signs and turns and all that kind of stuff, right. The big, the big fella be lost. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I and the big fella likes to party. Yeah, the big fella likes to party. <laughs> now, are you worried so, that the Jags are on a winning streak? And um, now you're bringing glasses into it. It might throw things off. You might have just torn everything off the track. It's a short man. week. Oh, really? Yep. No. If they lose on Thursday, it's on. So y'all That's rather all I'm saying. Be, do you want me to be blind or the Jags? At least till after the season. Blind, blind or winning? Which one you want? You want the big fella to be blind or winning? Winning. I figured you'd say that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're terrible. Uh, Judge Dumbdubs. Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, two days away. We've, we've, we got the news of of what's going to happen Thursday night as far as Zach Wilson is concerned. And now we got another quarterback that we need to talk about. Maybe Gardner Minshew comes back into our world, our NFL world, uh, as he m- might be piloting 
that Philadelphia Fly Eagles Fly operation uh, when they take on the Dallas Cowboys because Jalen Hurts with a sprained shoulder, uh, which is not good, and and it came after a three-rushing touchdown day against the Chicago Bears. So we're going to talk quarterbacks today. We're going to talk Jaguars as far as their win and what did it do and what can they keep doing with it. They have moved up in the power rankings, people. Okay, yep. They have moved up. I'm looking at the 33rd team, ESPN, CBS, NFL, on and on and on. And they have moved up in, in its recognition. And I tell you what, last 48 hours, have the Jaguars been mentioned more in the last 48 hours than they have in the last 48 months? But but okay. here, here now that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I don't think I'm that far. Not off. really, not really. <laughs> kind of here, close. Here's the thing, though, and I do actually want to give Colin Coward his flowers. I never thought I'd say that statement, yeah. but I do, um, because he was perhaps the only media personality nationally that went out of his way to say all of you are talking about the Jaguars because you're talking about the Cowboys completely falling apart. Yeah. When in reality, the story should be. The Jacksonville Jaguars came from down 17, and Trevor exactly. Lawrence has arrived. Exactly. And, and so that's I just want to say that because ESPN, NFL Network, we appreciate the publicity. The Jaguars yeah. love the spotlight. But yeah. when it's with that backhanded, well, yeah. well, it's because the Cowboys fell apart. Well, this is what is concerned. This is what is concerning to me because uh, Matt Hayes had alluded to this a couple of weeks ago that this team was immature the way they played against the, the, the Detroit Lions. How are they going to respond to this newfound success mm-hmm. and, and, and celebrity, you know, celebrity yeah. and, and getting pat on the back and telling you how great they are? That's going to be the key to it because they've got a short week. They've got a big game this Thursday. This is essentially a playoff game against the New York Jets teams that suffocating on defense. Not, not that prolific offensively, but, but they've got some weapons. But they've got they've got they've got guys that can get after the passer. They got guys. They got corners. Probably one, probably one of the best DBs. I mean, the DB backfield, mm-hmm. back four mm-hmm. in the NFL. Uh, so I mean, it's going to be a challenge. And I mean, what I hope there's enough veteran leadership within that locker room to say, hey, listen, fellas, listen. Now this is that. That's why when I saw him when I saw him on Sunday night, I saw a few of them Sunday night. Yeah, I said to him, I said, "Don't treat this game like it's your Super Bowl." Right, got a lot of work to do. Anybody can yeah. respond to adversity. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, but, but not everybody how can you, respond to success. Exactly, that's the difference. That's the difference. That's the, that's the difference. So, that, that's what's concerning me a little. So Matt made the point yesterday late after you were gone. I'm pretty sure that, and I, I'm just looking at Matt right now. Quick work week. Is mm-hmm. that a plus or a, or a minus for them, Leon? Well, I mean, you're, you're not going to do any kind of thumping. Everything is going to be mental because the turnover is so quick. So most of this stuff is going to be up-tempo walkthrough. It's going to be walkthrough. It's going to be film watching, breakdown film. So you're not going to be doing th- anything real right, physical. What about going back to what you just said, falling in love with yourself? Uh, is it better on a short work week or? Well, I mean, I tell you what, when you, when you win a game and you got momentum, you want to play again mm-hmm. because you – that you, you you don't actually want to come off that high of beating the Cowboys, so it's all, all. Sometimes it's good to just get back to playing another game. Hopefully, that that's going to be the, that's going to be the scenario for the Jaguars, where they came off this emotional high, mm-hmm. coming back beating the Cowboys, and they can translate that right over to the Thursday game to play with that sign, that same kind of energy and enthusiasm. Yeah. I mean, that's it right there. Is that you really don't? You know, we 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 always talk about it. How how you know you can the phrase to smell yourself, just strange in and of itself. But anyway, uh, you know, when when you get to that point where you might fall in love with the idea that you have quote arrived with the, with back to back big wins. Now let's not forget they had a huge win up in Nashville, followed it with a huge win here. Uh, and if they had the full 
full work week, would they be hearing more people hype them? Would they get more comfortable? Uh, and is a quick turnaround better for them? I, I honestly don't know the answer because they got to get on a jet plane. They got to make sure that they heal their bodies up, and they are going up against a team that they. There you go. There you go. That they may take, I don't know, a little lightly because they look at what's been going on with Zach Wilson up there. And now I'll tell you this. I was on a Jets podcast this morning. Mm-hmm. That's a team that we forget. They've lost three straight. It was three straight games in which, you know, one roll of the ball here, Braxton sure. Barrios catches a pass there. They yeah. are in the they same. They use their timeouts. Correct. <laughs> they are in the same spot that the Jaguars found themselves in in October in yeah. a weird twist of fate. Yeah. And so it'll be curious to see emotionally, mentally, where the Jets are at. I heard Coach Campo on Hacker After Dark last night, and he kept noting the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, the Jaguars don't get to sleep in their own bed on Wednesday, and maybe that's a factor, having to wait all day Thursday as opposed to being at home and having that luxury. But mentally and emotionally, similar to what we've been talking about with the Tennessee Titans who are spiraling, or even the Dallas Cowboys who now have questions, mm-hmm. where are the Jets at? That's my question. And especially then there's the also alternative storyline to – how do they feel about Zach Wilson, considering the beginning of the season, everybody on the Jets roster had T-shirts with Zach Wilson's face on it with um, mm-hmm. an older woman and cougar mm-hmm. and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they have T-shirts with Mike White's face on it, but Zach Wilson has to be their quarterback again yeah. this Thursday. And Mike's over there on the sidelines. He was he had won them over in a lot of ways, and now Zach's trying to win them back over. He, he's just trying to basically prove that he, that he can mature and understand the moment and all that kind of stuff. And you go back and you watch that game, watched a little bit of it last night uh, before he got into the Monday Night Football, uh, and, and – he made some good throws. He also has an offensive line that has struggled at times. So this defensive front needs to get after him and make sure that they can cause some problems with him. Meanwhile, Jerry Jones is talking about his Dallas Cowboy team and the way Dak played the other day as if it's good enough to, to you know, let's ride into the postseason. Jerry has such a different view sometimes of what he saw, and he's looking at a – a 17-point lead that Jacksonville was able to overcome, and he's still hyping Dak, and I guess he's trying to prop him up a little bit, but Dallas has <clears throat> got to be reeling after this well, and what happened. What he said is that that he played outstanding. Yeah. I, I, wrong choice of words. Well, I mean, was he solid at times? Yes, absolutely. Dak was solid at times, but at mm-hmm. crucial moments in the game, it's coming down to the point where Dak is going to throw you one. Now, I used to say that about Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Tannehill used to be the type of guy that you just wait long enough, he's going to throw you one that's going to cost you the game. Dak is becoming that same guy. Since he's been back mm-hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys, he's led in interceptions and throwing interceptions. Yeah, And, and that's crazy. And the Cowboys, to where they, they're trying to be, what they're trying to do in the playoffs. Why? I mean, Dak, he's going to come across a team that's going to take advantage of those turnovers, and they're going to end up getting bounced out in the first down more than likely, they won't be bounced out in the first round because they might play Tampa because mm-hmm. they're reeling right now. But any you know, of the other teams, I think, could beat the Cowboys. I, I think the 49ers, the Eagles, they already said it already destroyed it. The 49ers, the Eagles, are, are the, the cream of the crop when it comes to the NFC. Yeah. And if they think the way they're playing as of late, they're going to be either one of those teams. They're crazy. So listen to these INT numbers. This is Dak going in reverse order from Sunday on back. Two picks Sunday. Two picks against the Texans the week before. One pick against the Colts the week before. Two picks against the Giants. Clean against the Vikings. Two against the Packers. One against the Bears. It's adding up to 11 INTs and 17 touchdowns. Now, December 
in Duval, as we said yesterday was our theme, Matt, it, it, it hasn't meant much in, in recent history, and now it does. Now it, it means everything right now. But you had you would you have been willing to bet that either going into Sunday or exiting Sunday, Trevor Lawrence would have seven more touchdowns and four fewer interceptions than Dak Prescott has at this stage of the NFL season. I mean, Honestly, I, I, think I about that. I don't that. think anyone would have guessed that. No. Anyone. T- Trevor's 24-7, and seven, Dak's 17-11. and 11. I, I mean, if you're looking at that, and it's really more than it's more than just 24, it's really 28-7. Mm-hmm. Because you're talking about those four rushing touchdowns were all big rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a guy in his second year, we are now, what, 14 games into the season, right? He's accounted for 28 touchdowns. That's mm-hmm. two a game. Yeah. That's, I mean, if you can get that every year, you can get two a game every year, uh, you take that and go home and be very, very happy. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, to me, I think the Jags' run, I think, is now at the point where it's kind of starting to overshadow what Trevor's doing right now. Mm-hmm. He's really having a remarkable season. Yeah. And not just from the strictly touchdown-interception ratio, which is very good, but his accuracy is way up. Yeah. Um, his ability to find throws. Like last year, they're out there. And again, those guys weren't, weren't getting separation last year, but he was not finding throws last year. He's finding throws now, mm-hmm. and he's throwing with anticipation now. He looks like a completely different quarterback right now. Can I read you a little tweet courtesy, mm-hmm. courtesy of, I'm not sure if you know his name, Joe, but I know what you know him as. Mm-hmm. You know him as the guy that does the hacker impressions, uh, that yeah. being that yeah. being one, uh, one Andy Willis, friend yeah. of the show. Andy just tweeted out, Dude. and when I read this, I want your reaction to sure. it. The quarterbacks in the AFC playoffs could be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. You really that's, want Ryan uh, Tannehill? Yeah, that's among the, those seven. Yeah, that honestly, that that's that's becoming the cream of the crop. Conversation is including Trevor now. That's what's <laughs> happening, and that's pretty damn good. And you can also say that about Tua because Tua led the Pro Bowl voting because Tua has had a massive turnaround. Now you just mentioned a three-game losing streak for the New York Football Jets. Who would you rather be on? The Jets' three-game losing streak or the Dolphins' three-game losing streak? The, the Dolphins are, are reeling a little bit right now. Yep. But they fought their tails off the other day in the snow against Josh Allen and company and nearly beat them. But they are a three-game loser right now. Remember a couple years ago when we were asking, let's see, Rivers is retiring, Roethlisberger's retiring. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the, all the great quarterbacks are going, what's going to happen? Right. We're literally two or three years later, and it's a brand-new crop of young yeah. guys that you look at them you're going, Wow, Burrow. Wow, Herbert. Wow, Tua. Wow, Trevor. It's yeah. just one after the other right now. And think but about the crazy thing is those seven quarterbacks I just uh-huh. listed. Sorry to cut you off. Those uh-huh. seven quarterbacks I just list- listed, they all play in the AFC. Right. You yeah. look over on the other side and you wonder why old man Rodgers ain't leaving Green Bay because mm-hmm. who's he competing with in the NFC outside of Jalen Hurts and who else? Well, I think right. Jalen's part of those young Dak, quarterbacks, I guess, too, obviously. Yeah. And Dak. Right? No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. When you look at the lineup, for these young quarterbacks, how many of them? It's like ninety percent of them play yeah. on the AFC side. Yeah. Getting out well, of the AFC, there's going to be another one next year with Bryce Young, yeah. right? Yeah, depending on yeah, depending on if he yeah if he's going to Houston or whatever. Yeah. But here's the other thing: Trevor was a twelve and seventeen guy last year, twelve touchdowns, seventeen picks. In less than a full season, he has flipped that card. To basically a two two to one ratio. He's one eighty completely. He has flipped the card. It's now thirty six and twenty four. 
honestly, think about that. In his career, he went from 12 and 17 to 36 touchdowns and 24 picks right now. That's <laughs> that's pretty damn good. And he's and he's this man. Yeah, it's he's, the ascent. Not only is he ascending, yeah, he's like ascending like the roller coaster. The first thing you, yeah. that's like really at a high angle. Yeah, that's how he's ascending right now. Yeah, it's not like a gradual ascending. He's getting after it right now. And if they can go in Thursday night and and look the part once again, because now just think about the narrative. Like we said, I, I maintain they've they've been mentioned more in the last forty eight hours than they've been mentioned in the last forty eight months. But if they go up there and look the part, it will go from Dallas and the defeat of Dallas to maybe the talk of Trevor and, and what's happening. That's what can happen. That's how quickly it can happen. They've got to win out. Oh, oh if they went up there, yeah, it's yeah, it's. Well, we actually thought last week it was going to be if they beat the Cowboys, he's going to be talking the NFL, and it's still more about oh yeah, what the hell's going on with Dallas? It's but the if, Dallas but if, disaster. But if they win yeah. now, you know, now you're talking about a team that's won four in a row and a team that really is moving. And a team that clearly is two games away that, from getting to the playoffs. Yeah. That a team that had the back-to-back first overall pick the last two drafts. Mm-hmm. That's a gigantic story. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, listen. When I was on cross with my with Dempsey, listen. If Trevor in the next three games, if he goes eight and one, and they go into the playoffs down the stretch, and down the stretch, wow, he's going to get an MVP vote at least one. I mean, those kind of numbers. Uh, he goes eight and one in this three-game stretch, and they go into the playoffs, and the number one seed, and they're hosting the playoff game. He's going to get an MVP vote. Absolutely. He, well, more he, than deserved. He 100% will. Absolutely. I mean, more than deserved. But, but, but think about that. Think about that. that type of story where you're talking about a team that has been so bad, so dysfunctional, they've had back-to-back first overall picks, mm-hmm. then they get to the playoffs the next year. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah. And, and speaking of the MVP, and, and I love that thought because uh, you're, you're talking about a guy that he would have led a team – from a 3-14 and 14 record into the postseason. So he definitely would be getting that type of love. Jalen Hurts was basically the guy that everyone was talking about would be the MVP. You were betting more to win less type of odds for Jalen Hurts. He was the prohibitive favorite. He wasn't just in the conversation. He was leading the conversation. So then he comes out of Sunday's game with a shoulder sprain, and we're going to find out just how significant it is. But like we said when we let off, the talk is is that – it's going to be Gardner Minshew going up against Dallas instead of Jalen Hurts. His odds have dropped uh, in about a 24-hour period where he went from being a prohibitive favorite. Right now, Pat Mahomes has jumped to minus 375. Josh Allen is a 5-1 to one pick, and Jalen Hurts is plus 550 right now. Okay? Plus 550. What are the so, TL odds there? And it's – yeah, yeah. We'll find out. But honestly, you think about that. And and it's just because of that that shoulder sprain. So let's just at least turn the conversation to that. Guy gets hurt after he's on an MVP role. Would you still vote for him? Three games remaining? Fourteen games into this season. And he's done I, I, enough, I would. Leon. I would. I, I, would yeah. I would absolutely vote for him as MVP. Because uh, just, just the, the fact that uh, over the course of this season, who – Outside of Patrick Mahomes, who's been more dynamic? Who's been who's meant more to their team? Not only passing the ball, but running the ball. And and, and some of the games that they won. I, I I know Patrick Mahomes is who he is, but I just think that Jalen Hurts to this year has probably meant more to his team than any other player outside of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that's clear. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about that. And I don't yeah, think you should. I don't think you should get penalized. No, I agree. I completely. I mean, look at that team. 
Well, that's look what he's done. Oh, right. well, it's not just throwing; it's running. It's the way he manages that offense. Yeah, he's I, he he clearly should be the league MVP. Well, I mean, he he. Sorry to cut you off, but he should. But the odds changed because someone thinks. Right. And they know that he's not going to play the rest of the right. season. No, no, right. I know. I, I agree with that. And I so it's not like there. people were saying Mahomes had a better season than him. He was minus 150, you know, after Sunday's game to win. He was the huge favorite to yeah. win. Now, now he's not because I guess they assume that he's going to sit out. And if you miss three games, you're probably not going to win the NBA. Well, so here's my thing. When it came to the Heisman this past year, Hendon Hooker mm-hmm. tears his ACL. And yes, Tennessee had already, you know, they were already losing that game, regardless of his situation. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's barely a footnote in the yeah, Heisman voting. Crazy. As people started casting their ballots. And so that was because we knew he was definitively out the rest of the season. And I think Tennessee fell off the map. And so everybody was like, oh, 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 that's right. Forgot about him. And you know how quickly people will dispatch a guy. Prisoner of the hurt. moment. Correct. Always. Jalen Hurts, number mm. one. I mean, it's a shoulder sprain, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we need yeah. Doc in here, but yeah. I would think. He'd be able to come back in a month for the playoffs, especially if they they only have to win one of these three remaining games to lock the to one. lock up the one seed, and so they would get a bye. So he gets a month off. Then yeah. I think Gardner can win you one of those three games with the cast around him. I, Some people think it's a collarbone issue, though. Oh, oh yeah, really? Which okay. could be a lot longer. Oh uh, well, look, you, you that type of hit. As soon as you said that, and I didn't even see that, JJ. As soon as you said that type of hit has rendered a couple of quarterbacks with either broken clavicle, collarbone, or whatever, because it's shoulder to shoulder you're driving them into the ground. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Who broke their collarbone week one, 11 plays in against Kansas City Chiefs uh, to open up the door for Gardner yeah. Yeah. Minshew yeah. to dominate? Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. It's true. And then the, what and then the, the G show started. I told you, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah, the G show started. That's for sure. He would have replaced two guys with broken clubs. Or how about what Wentz when he was having an MVP season, mm-hmm. gets hurt. In Philadelphia, comes Nick in Foles. to back yep. up to win the Super Bowl. This is Gardner's time. Yeah. Yeah. Would it, wouldn't it be Jaguar-ish for Gardner if he gets in the playoffs to lead that team to a Super Bowl? Oh, my God. Stop. Yeah. I think that, no, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. the Jags I'm in the saying. Super Bowl. But genuinely, Leon, I think this whole town would throw an honorary parade. For Gardner, mm-hmm. I true, especially knowing that as well as Trevor is playing right now, I'm seeing it on Twitter as we speak. There are so many people that are rooting for Gardner. The beauty of him being in the NFC, because they know they have Trevor, they know Trevor's ascending. To see Gardner thriving, I think that's a positive. And I do think if he was to lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl, this town would throw him well, an honorary you know parade. I truly, I truly believe that. You know what? The other part of it that is really good for him, and I'll, I'll text Flint today because I, I was thinking about it last night. I didn't want to bother him, but. The idea that he was here with basically a mission to fail. That's what it was. It was a mission to fail. It was the master plan. It was a mission to get someone to replace him. Right. It was a mission to fail. Everything was stripped away. Yeah. Beginning with Leonard Fournette and cutting all those contracts. It was was basically – it was built to fail. Uh, It wasn't too big to fail. It was built to fail. And And thank God for that. Yeah. And now if he were to enter a situation where it's built to win, it would be fascinating to see how he does because he is sharp, accurate, uh, heady, uh, can move, you know, can do a lot of things. And boy, does he have some some stallions around him or some eagles around him ready to fly. Can I give you this before mm-hmm. we hit our first break? Mm-hmm. So Denny Thompson, our quarterback whisperer, six points, still works with Gardner, still talks to him every day. Mm-hmm. 
And Denny and I spoke in the offseason about a conversation he had had with Gardner. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not revealing too much, but I don't think this will surprise very many people. And he basically said to Gardner, knowing that Gardner is on the final year of his rookie deal, he said to him, let's say you get an offer that's you know Chase Daniels money, $23 million, three years to be a backup somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or you get the Jameis Winston $2 million deal in New Orleans to oh. try and win on a one one-year off. deal yeah. to win a starting job. Which would you take? I bet he would take the one-off. Yeah, yeah. I bet he would take. The what would off. this do? What would this do? Getting to play out the string in Philadelphia yeah. for a playoff contender. What would it, that do for that situation? I think it would net him more money and the one-off opportunity. It'd be crazy. I, I, I think you guys. I don't think he. Did that. I mean, 20, I think he might say take it. If he leaves twenty million dollars on the table, yeah. um, At the end of the day, he could easily be a starter if somebody gets hurt too. Mm-hmm. And you're also leaving twenty million on the table. Right. Yeah. But and, and this is the way I always try and look at it. Is that this is the classic bet on yourself. If you add up what you get over a longer period of time, then he will have won because he'll either prove that he's a quality backup and can step into a pinch, or he'll win a job. And then you add it; it's a two-year math problem, maybe a. But it a, also depends on where he goes. Multi-year math too. problem. It sure. also depends on where he goes. Well, well, when Jameis went, he was going to Sean Payton, right? Yeah, and that, that was as good as it, it, it. But they were also they had lost some people. They had some injuries. Sure. It, I mean, if he gets in a situation where it's a team that's a. I don't know, a 6-11 and 11 team or a 7-10 team. Right. Do you really want to do and that? By the way, Jameis bet on himself and then went into the next year and got hurt. So there is no guarantee, yeah. obviously. So, all right, uh, worth, worth uh, tossing around today. We'll get into that. We'll get into some of the bowl talk. you got National Signing Day tomorrow. There are definitely still some big, big fish that are out there trying to figure out where they are going to go in the college football world. It's XL Primetime. Thanks to Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota. Join us. We've got Coach Campo coming up a little bit later on as we're talking Jags. Just now, two days away from playing the Jets. Oh, yeah. Santa Claus is in a little bit of a Christmas mood. There's Prosser screaming at Joe, you once more. E.T. sipping Hennessy. Rick Ballou checking FSU scores. And Frangie singing songs off key. Kind of ironic, huh? Everybody knows when 1010 is on the radio. Helps to make the season bright. Helmets and heels, those voices aglow. Take us to the stars on Tuesday night. We know the lunch bunch is on the way. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. The sonorous voice of one Daniel Hicken. I don't know who wrote it. If if Hicken wrote it or if Fridley wrote it. I think he's a uh, collaborative dude all by himself. Okay. Okay. He's got a lot of voices in his head. They all work together. That's how I am. And there might be like uh, a Tom Champion might. A ghostwriter. Yeah. Well, he might enter with an auto-tune opportunity. Um, But other than that, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, this is uh, Danny's uh, pen. I'll tell you this uh, for you, Googans. If you didn't include the lunch bunch, I was not going to play it. For you, Googans and you Nooners out there, uh, there will be a video version of the Dan Hicken 1010XL Christmas Carol um, coming forth on the 1010XL YouTube and video channels. Yeah, I I love it. Put put a Santa cap on him. Uh, you know he's he's delivering presents every morning. You know Joe, us. Matt, Leon, JJ. We got through the whole first segment, right? And we forgot to celebrate. No, 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 no. We'll get to the that. Yeah. First and foremost, we did not celebrate 
what today is the anniversary of. We spent all last week doing the Urban Meyer celebration, mm-hmm. the one-year anniversary. Do you know what today is the two-year anniversary of? Two-year anniversary. Mm. 2020. So, um, I don't know. Lots of goofy people wearing masks. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh, my gosh. The new, nor- the new normal is <laughs> yeah, what we, they we, call it. That was it. the first time we uttered the Lots new normal. Lots of people yeah. wiping down like uh, Publix bags. What about sanitation stock going up? Yeah, lots of people standing six feet apart for no reason. Yeah, when Leon walked up to us and said, you see this uh, uh, thing of wipes? It says coronavirus. What the hell (laughs) is that? From like two years before. Uh, What was the other one? Um, We had four phrases that we'd use all the time. Oh, Matt. Best interest of man. or the interest of... We have to... First of all, we're all in this together. Yeah, exactly. That was one of them. Exactly. No, no, nothing political. uh, (laughs) Nothing health-wise. Think Jaguars, think football. What Mm -hmm. what happened two years ago today? Two years ago today. Uh, Frank Gore? There it is. Give him a yes, sir. Member of the Pride. Legend. Oh, Leon, you missed this yesterday. Frank Gore's son rushed for like 320-something yeah. yards in a yeah. bowl game. We put him in the run. Really? Yeah. I can't wait for the Jags to draft him next year, and then yeah. it's full circle. It would be awesome. So the anniversary of the, of the third down. Yeah. Honestly, there were more people tuned in wow. to that Jets game two years ago uh, than – I don't know what the ratings were at that point. Do you remember where you were when that happened? Uh, I do. Absolutely. I can tell you a story. I was in my house. Yeah, you go first, Leo. Well, I was in the studio doing the fifth quarter, and uh, we were watching the game while we was doing the show. And uh, when Frank Gore got the first down, Hag went vertical. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. high did he get Which off the ground? Not, not, not that high. Not that high but he went easy. high. Because he was content with Justin Fields yeah. until oh, that yeah. first time. Oh, he was rationalizing. Oh yeah. Why oh, Justin remember, we Fields argued is about better. Oh yeah. yeah. Back yeah. And forth. I was Justin on the beach good. with my dog listening to you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I heard it and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was actually speaking of COVID. I was mm-hmm. home in New Jersey already because uh, New Jersey had that two week quarantine rule. So yeah. I was yeah. working from my bedroom, isolated from my Shit. family. Two weeks turned into yes, two years. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, no. So it was a two week Christmas vacation. But what was so funny was I jokingly was tweeting updates because I'm in New Jersey, so the Jets game is on. So I'm jokingly tweeting updates. And I actually got a call from Jags PR that Sunday ticket had gone down at the stadium at TIA Bank Field. Mm -hmm. So all the staffers are trying to watch this Jets game because they need to know. And there was no video. So they were all relying on my tweets and the tweets mm-hmm. of so many that were watching the Jets and the Rams. It was just So it that really they knew. Was. And so uh, we were eating uh, dinner and my mom was like, why do you keep running back inside to the living room? And I was like, you don't understand. There are people mm-hmm. who need to know yeah. what is happening. And, and, and This is going to change the fate of a franchise. Yeah. And, you're and talking, my own. Yeah. And that, who did uh, Jacksonville play? The Ravens that is yes, that, they had yeah. gotten whipped at one in yeah, the one exactly. o'clock hour that yeah. no one even paid attention to. Right, that. and so after that defeat, and and again, this is when you know I forecast very early on they will not win another game after uh, that Thursday night loss to the uh, Miami Dolphins. But they got beaten, and you're just looking at that schedule, thinking it's impossible for for the Jets to. And then even more, not as enormous as that. That was the biggest shoe to drop. Was that Jacksonville ascended to that number one spot? Then they were tied record-wise, which meant every other round, Jets would have gone first in draft order, right. and Jacksonville would have gone back to first in draft order in the final round. Then they go back and they win another game. Was it who the was Raiders? The Browns? Uh, who? I don't remember. Was it was it the Raiders game where they like in? in yes, they had like the Greg worst Williams. coverage of yes, all time. Yes, the Greg Williams. Um, yeah, 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 yeah cover three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
the shell coverage. God, that they all let him. of that. And, we and, needed all that to get Trev, and it happened. And Coach was going nuts over that, too. That's for sure. God has a plan for you, folks. Oh, yes, yes. God, yes, God especially loves this holiday season. Yeah. Christmas came early two years ago today. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Some Southeastern Conference news. This was a little bit before the show today. Anthony Richards is coming back. No, <laughs> no unfortunately right. you know, for y'all not. Right. This is about the quintessential, pro- the number one program in the college program. football. The program, as Joe <laughs> likes to call it, Kentucky. They have a new quarterback. Devin Leary, former NC State oh. quarterback, has officially committed to Kentucky. The kid's good. Yeah, he is good. From NC State, so he leaves the that's, Wolfpack. That's got he's the Wildcats. Six written all over it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I hate to tell you, bro. Oh, oh is you're it in already Lexington pre- or Gainesville this year? That's got four of the last six written all over it. Yeah, you're gonna just gonna go ahead and predict victory that's right in now. Lexington. Let me yeah. tell you something. Uh, right now, where I currently sit, Matt, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not <laughs> fighting it. I'm not uh, fighting it right now. You're no longer fighting it huh? a- at all. Well, look, I, I, I'm I'm down on 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 one Billy Napier right now. It doesn't mean I can't c- come back up, but I'm just kind of down on him right well, now. Well, they're gonna, they're they are in the lead for Grayson McCall. If they get Grayson McCall, yeah. it will be and so a huge huge pickup. And, but they still have how many other holes? They do, but you no uh, a, a a great quarterback that can throw and make mm-hmm. every throw and make every throw on time and accurate. Is so and, and, big and reads defense as well. Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina hides a lot of flaws too, man. Yeah. A lot of flaws. A great quarterback will. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so if he's you, not throwing a ball, he look, he's not throwing a a twelve yard hitch, ten feet, fifteen feet over guys' head. Yeah, which is uh, th- he's that's throwing refreshing. it on time, and as soon as yeah. Jonathan Odom turns around, it's right on him. Yeah, that's refreshing. That right. is refreshing. Uh, and you know the thing is, is that is that if if we had anything like last year with this transfer portal, which was just enormous with the number of players that said, you know what, I was there, now I'm here. And we can go down the line. Spencer Rattler, who is going to be in Jacksonville next week with the Tax Layer Gator Bowl, you know, from Oklahoma to South Carolina, Slovis, uh, uh, Daniels, Gabriel. Uh, there were a lot bigger Caleb. quarterbacks last year than yeah. this year I mean, so on, far. On and on and on. I mean, right. it was endless. And so I don't know whether we're going to get to that level this go-around. But you have Sam Hartman, Devin hasn't Leary, declared yet. Grayson McCall. Hartman has not declared yet. Michael Pratt hasn't declared yet. Right. That's a kid from Tulane. Uh, yep. But Grayson Marshall literally did four days ago, mm-hmm. three days ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe, a little, maybe a little more than that. Um, but he's, he canceled his visit to Auburn this past weekend, and allegedly he's got you know Florida in the league. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, honestly. Who's he would... throwing to? That's my question. Not well, anybody again, right now. Again, a really good quarterback can make a lot of people better. Yeah. Pearsall could come back. Could. Yeah. Uh, is, is the plan. Could. They, I mean, they need to pick up a couple receivers in the portal. Yeah. No doubt about that. <laughs> you think? Yeah. yeah. They, they, he's got a lot of work to do. Yeah. But, but quarterback is the first huge step. Yeah. And that guy, I think, is the best. Of the guys out now, of the, of the quarterbacks that have said they're, they're in the portal, he's mm-hmm. the best of them right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so mm-hmm. as we talk this uh, uh, balancing mm-hmm. transfer portal news with recruiting news, Jaden Rosada – he is a five-star coming across the country, committed to Miami, decommitted, then committed to Florida, all in Cali the whole Which while. Which is probably why they haven't announced – something hasn't been announced yeah, yet. Because it's because the last thing sure. you want to do is make that kid upset. But right. at the end of the day, and I'm writing about this this week in Saturday Down South, is at the end of the day, if you're Billy Napier, you can get Grayson Marshall. Yeah. McCall. McCall. I keep yeah, saying Grayson put, Marshall. Put, putting the Providence uh, right. point guard right. uh, in, in, in sure under Grayson center. Grayson appreciates that. Yeah. Um, if you can get him, get him. Mm-hmm. And, and if and, it means you lose a recruit, 
You don't know what you have with okay, an accrual. Right, so here's the other You part know what it. you have with Grayson McCall. All right. Uh, I guess he's got two other, years of eligibility too. By the way. Right. Okay. Okay. That's important because I was just saying the other part of what has happened is that the now known quantity is trumping the unknown quantity, and it hasn't been that way very often because now the transfer portal is just so big in our college football world, and I totally agree that you get what you see on a college football field and you and you call it legit, like, okay, come on over. But at the risk of constantly chasing off prized five-star recruits that might stay there. You've got a, a six-foot-four, 225-pound quarterback who's going to play in the NFL, yeah, yeah. and he wants to play for you? Yeah, yeah. Or you're going to take a, oh, a, a high school off. recruit? Oh, yeah, I'm not chasing him off. But he's it is a, funny He's now. got a touchdown-to-interception ratio at – Coastal Carolina is seventy-eight to nine. Okay, well, let's also look at who they were playing. Okay, because, I don't. I don't. That's got Sun Belt that, Billy but, written all but, over it too. No, but okay. Here's another thing too: the whole Sun Belt Billy thing. If Levi Lewis, who was his quarterback at Louisiana for the last four yeah, years, yeah, he's a good player. If he played for him at Florida this year, they'd have won nine games. Mm-hmm. So it's about: do you have a guy in the system who can make throws and who knows what he's doing? Yeah, man, I, I totally agree with you. You go with the kid who's already proven. Uh, Outside of a kid that hasn't been proven into college, but how does that affect you down the road, though? If, if if Florida keeps doing this, then you might detract more four or five star quarterbacks not, if you if you I do agree this with you, one time. But they're not the only team that's doing. It. They're not the only school that's doing. It. A lot of people are doing it. Yeah, and it's like we just I mean, said. Kiffin has you, basically said he's ne- he may never recruit another high school quarterback. If you add up, mm. honestly, if you add up the guys that, that were in the portal last year that played at different uh, college stops, it was. I mean, crazy. I mean, literally, Kiffin who was. Generally considered one of the best quarterback coaches in football, not just college football, mm-hmm. has said it's you know what you got when you get a guy that's that has been in college football for a couple of years, and it's not just it's not just the idea that he's seen defenses. It's he's been in college, so he knows how to react in college away from football. Nothing's going to get him too high or too low. Right. He's also been on the field. He's also seen defenses. He's also made throws. Whereas with this guy, not only is he coming in fresh and you're sticking him in as a starter, which is tough enough, mm-hmm. he's also still got to deal with college life and being on, being on his own for the first time right. ever. It's and, a different thing. And I, I, honestly, I'm just, I'm just thinking about SEC quarterbacks that started this past year that were somewhere else the year before. Right. And you can go Jackson Dart, like you say, mentioned. That's a, that's a fun game to play. Let's let's go down the list. Yeah. Jackson Dart. I'm thinking of Spencer Rattler immediately. Will Levis started um, at Penn State. Well, the Heisman Trophy winner. Well, well, I, I guess you can Caleb definitely Williams. include Levis, but I'm also I'm also just thinking from year to year. Oh, okay. Like just the jump. From but, the year but Levis was Jayden, a guy that right. that moved. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, he came from Arizona State and came in there and immediately took off. Uh, Max Johnson did uh, your start. Heisman winner. Hmm? No, we're doing yeah, just, we're doing just SEC. Yeah, yeah, we're just doing SEC. Oh, okay, because yeah. I was going to say Bo Nix, too, at Oregon. Yeah. And Bo, Bo Nix mm-hmm. left, but Max wait, wait, Johnson. Wait, wait, Leon had already left, by the way, yesterday. We didn't get to tell him the news, Matt, about Bo. You might have to streak again at some point. Or what wasn't it when streaking? It was the. He was going to do cartwheels. Cartwheel. If he won the Heisman. Right. He, he won the Heisman. He's coming back. Yeah, but you know what else you might oh, have to do? <laughs> hey, you might have to go to my man. And, and get you a tattoo uh, over there, wow, my man Todd. Like, oh, that's right. I forgot right. about yeah. that. We forgot oh, because of the, the playoffs. Make the playoffs. Oh, I have no problem with that. Absolutely no problem with that. I hope it happens. Will? Yeah, it will happen. All right, who was the, uh, who was the uh, Texas A&M transfer to Auburn that he started? Calzada. Calzada. He started, obviously it didn't work. No, he didn't play at all. He was because yeah. of his shoulder, yeah. Yeah, but he. And then left. Yeah. Uh, so he's gone again now. 
But here's another thing people have to have to remember. Basilac left. Here's what you have to remember. You only get one free transfer. I don't believe so that. So if you if you if you transfer, <clears throat> excuse me, if you transfer, you either have to be a graduate transfer to play immediately, yeah. or you've got to appeal it. Yeah, and, and you know as well as I do, Matt, I always like stealing you know, the, that that forward thinking of yours. Look at JT Daniels. It's going to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's a grad transfer every time. Yeah. Yeah, but well, how many times like can he, he was a grad transfer? Dude, so he was a grad transfer as many times as you want? Yes, he was a grad okay. transfer to West Virginia. Now he'll be a grad transfer wherever he goes again. Boy, they're handing out diplomas left and right up there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that that's why Sam Hartman is looking around, and that's why all these guys yeah. are looking around. It's, it's, it's nuts. We will now have a transfer portal Hall of Fame, and, and there will be a wing in, in College Football Hall of Fame up there in the ATL, which is just something else. And now for something completely different. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We went the whole first segment without talking Frank Gore, a little bit of transfer portal, and then there's this. The Masters has released its official statement, its stance for the 2023 tournament. Live golf players, if eligible... For the Masters, according to their world golf rankings, and if they are a previous champion, will be eligible to play in Augusta this April. You know, we were talking about it in the pre-show, and it's it, it, we if you were leaning in one direction as to what would happen with Augusta ruling on whether or not live players could play in their tournament, you had to get the feeling that they were going to welcome back their past champions. Now, I read the statement earlier. And there's certainly some pieces to point out as far as what uh, Augusta decided to do. But they will allow in this year's tournament for those players that are past champions and if they qualify in any other way to play in the Masters tournament. And this includes Bubba, Phil, <clears throat> DJ, Sergio, Patrick Reed, Charles Schwartzel. And here's one of the things that was kind of interesting as far as what they've said. Re- regrettably, Recent actions have decided men's professional golf have divided men's professional golf by diminishing the virtues of the game and the meaningful legacies of those who built it. Although we are disappointed in these developments, our focus is is to honor the tradition of bringing together a preeminent field of golfers this coming April. We'll read a a few more pieces. Now now that the big dog has spoken with the rest draw, Fall in line. We were all waiting yes. to see what they would say, Leon. There's no doubt about it. But the PGA Tour won't, won't budge. And the rest of, I would think, what you're asking is, will the U.S. Open open the door once again for them to come? Maybe if you qualify is either you know, within the last five years, your world rank, whatever. I would say the answer would probably be yes to that. Royal and Ancient will probably say yes to that. And I think the PGA of America with the PGA Championship would probably say yes to that. But the way they're looking at this is they are opening the door for this coming April, and they are going to keep monitoring this, and it doesn't mean they can't change the criteria the following year. But the quote from um, the chairman was, therefore, as invitations are sent this week, we will invite those eligible under our current criteria to compete in the 2023 Masters. As we have said in the past, we look at every aspect of the tournament each year and any modifications or changes to invitation criteria for future tournaments will be announced in April. So that may mean that there's another announcement coming, but they're not going to deny their past champions. And they want, if you go back to the very original, 
The Masters, quote, invitational, was to get the best players from around the globe to come and compete. Uh, at Augusta National, they finish out with their statement, we have faith that golf, which has overcome many challenges through the years, will endure again. That's what I was waiting for, mm-hmm. for you to read that last mm-hmm. that last statement. And They're going to endure through this struggle just like Nick Foles. They're yeah. going to overcome. It, it, I, that's the question, though. What about I mean, world golf rankings now? Yeah, as long as they are qualified and they are in the top 50. Uh, and here's the other part of this. You come out, and I have to actually look at the timeline to make sure that I, I, I have this right. But the top 30 in the FedEx Cup are invited. And all the others, past champions, so on and so forth. And then when you go into this next year, if you are a winner on the PGA Tour, you will be invited. This does not say if you win anywhere else that you will be invited. Uh, Amateurs have already qualified. They will be invited. Uh, But basically it says players that are in the top 50 of the official world golf rankings will be invited. Also, any other player in the top 50 the week before the event would also earn an invitation. It does not say that Liv will get world ranking points going forward. That's totally up to them. Yeah, that's all on the world golf. Yeah, exactly. But But I would think that's probably the last – shoot a drop or whatever the hell the saying is, mm-hmm. yeah. is whether the world golf rankings will see, will give points for live events. Right. That's exactly. like the last one because, you know, the guys that have already achieved greatness mm-hmm. in the game of golf are going to be invited back to the masters, you know, past champions, guys right. in the top 50, but there's plenty of guys on the live tour, some younger guys even yeah. that if they're not going to get world golf ranking points, they'll never get an opportunity to play. Right. In those yeah, events. and that's the dream for most. For it really everyone. Is. And so just as you look at the criteria, it's past champions, it's wins in majors, it's top 50 in the world, all those things. And Cam Smith will be able to come back because of his position uh, in the world rank and also I want to say his position where he finished there, uh, which, which also brought him back, number three player in the world. He qualifies. And if you win the Open uh, Championship, yeah, I'm exactly. sure you get – yeah, to go he, to the Masters. For yeah, him. and the players. He qualifies yeah. both ways uh, for, for winning that and so for winning both of them. So that's awesome, you know, for him. I just – I hope – I think what Augusta's saying is uh, you guys have another year to try and figure this bad boy out and, and hammer it out and see if you can get it done. You know, Greg Norman would be invited if he ever won there, uh, but, he, but he didn't. But he didn't. Boom. Okay. Uh, he, you know, he ended up losing uh, multiple times uh, to guys who came from six back or chipped Bitter, it in from off one. the green. And I don't think Greg Norman is uh, for long. You no, know, I don't. No. I think they're going to get rid of him. I right. think Liv is going to see like this guy's doing more good or more hurt than good right now. Right. He says he's on solid ground. That's my question. In terms <laughs> yeah. of, he says a lot of other that. things that aren't true. Right. The bigger question <laughs> yeah. is is how long can this standoff go between yeah. Liv and PGA? But yeah. also then if you take Norman out of it, does that change the standoff at all? Mm-hmm. Or is I, it still I think it does. It's still Spider-Man meme. Yeah. So I, you don't I, think they both need to go. You think just Norman. Oh, uh, yeah. I I don't think that's Joe's boss. How dare you put him in a situation? That's true. I'm sorry, I shouldn't put but you in a position. I mean, if I looked at it and said, I, I do, I do believe change is, is is afoot. That's for sure. And purses have been increased, and so for the very least, what the players were complaining about, Monahan has listened to and improved. And now they have created either they've created a different schedule. They've created multi-million dollar, you know, twenty-five million dollar right. purses, all right. kinds of stuff. And so I would think he's at least trying to. Lead, uh, lead going forward. So the well opposed. isn't soiled, I guess, is what I'm saying. You yeah. don't think with the players, yeah. all the players, not yeah. just the PJ players, but even the guys that left for the, 
for Liv. You don't think the well is too soiled for him to well, continue to lead? The guys that left, it might be, but I don't, right. you know, I don't know. Right. Inviting them back, you know, it just depends on. I read this piece the other day, the morning read, and those guys, Bob Harrigan, all those guys, they do a great job because they're keeping up with everything. But all the stuff, the amount of money that's been committed, and the amount of things that haven't come through for them, who knows how long that that bad boy will last? We're talking. Right. What what you had the number the other day? Committed over a billion dollars. Yeah. Whether it ever paid off or not, I have no idea. But that's a lot of money yeah. to commit to. Oof, that's something else. I just, I just don't see an end in sight. That's the problem. Mm, yeah. And I mean, but at some point or another, like, like JJ was saying, I mean, you're not going to get world golf ranking points so unless you previously won these tournaments. Yeah. Like, and, and for young players, it, it is a bummer. And there's that, a couple young guys on live that are good. Yeah. Like that would be in the PGA Tour, and and that would suck for them. I think it's going to change. I think they eventually will get points. They, yeah. They have a TV deal now. I guess they bought space from Fox or something like that. So. I don't know. I think we're just going to – it's going to be like boxing. I think it's just going to be like two separate, you know, promoters and their guys don't play our guys except for the majors and or the big you know, fights. And, unfortunately, that's just how it's going to be for a little while. It is kind of nuts that out of the fragmenting of the boxing world came the UFC in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so maybe we'll get yeah. like – Frisbee golf. Yeah. 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 National <laughs> television, not just on the Ocho. Yeah. I like me the sound of that. Yeah. I but, also uh, I also like the sound of uh, what Press Taylor is talking about right now as mm-hmm. we speak down at TIA Bank Field, Josie. Yeah, he is saying – He is saying that, uh, you know, he, he, he had apparently a conversation with Trevor Lawrence on the flight back from London, mm-hmm. and in that conversation, he could feel that Trevor was going to turn a corner and that that was that seminal moment in the, uh, the second-year quarterback's career. I love it. In the, in the half-dozen games before Sunday, T-Law had thrown for 1,362 yards, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions, 111.7 passer rating, and guess what he did? All he did was improve on that. Okay, with four four touchdowns uh, the other day. All right, so we'll we'll keep going on that front. And get we'll ready keep for going on that front. Of course, we'll say hello to Coach Campo coming up in the two o'clock hour. College football and oh so much more. You are listening to a Tuesday edition of XL Primetime. We saved you a seat. It's lunch with Leon on Ten Ten XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. Oh, my dear friend, Spencer K on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, I wish we cared this much about Qatar and the World Cup. You should be here at 1010XL headquarters right now because we just spent the last break talking about the scene currently in Buenos Aires. As we speak, the World Cup champions, Argentina, celebrating big time national holiday. You got to check out some of these videos and photos coming out of South America uh, today because it is wild what is going on. JJ, ain't that right? National holiday. National holiday. Which I think we should adopt as Americans every day after the Super Bowl. Just no matter whoever wins, we get the day off. Will we be having the parades and the partying in the street quite like Argentina? No. That that will be spent sleeping. Sleeping and recovering. No, but everybody pretty much is recovering the next day. It should be a national holiday. I've been saying that. Even though they do a good job of kicking off at like 5 o'clock. With the Super Bowl, unlike Sunday night football, I feel like Sunday night football is worse for everyone. Uh, how about Thursday Bowl. night football, too? Uh, yes. I'm, like, kind of dreading this Thursday. Like, I honestly didn't even watch a second of last night's game. I what? watched about three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Not a second. I watched about oh. three minutes I feel myself. better about myself. No Why? playoff implications. I don't care. Oh, I still well, love You guys are just like, you guys are shield heads. Aaron like Rodgers says. Say, and we'll watch any how NFL. How dare you, yeah. Yeah. You better take that back. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers says there's still a chance. He told Miss Lisa in the postgame interview yeah. Yeah. that, you know, they need some help. 
Well, yeah, it's but so funny because they play in the NFC, so they, in the NFC, there's still a chance. They needed uh, the the graphic said two of three things need to happen, and a couple of them were the Commanders need to lose two of their next three, which they just dropped that one to the Giants, but the other one was the Giants need to lose out uh, at least you know two of the three possibilities, and so that probably won't happen. But yeah, there's still life. But look, I, I, before I watched this game last night, and I'm looking at Big Sirs, I'm like, <clears throat> every game. In the National Football League gives you something. There are so few blowouts. Take a look at the double-digit leads that were that evaporated in, in the in comeback fashion, what the Jaguars did, what the Vikings did, what the Cincinnati Bengals did. And I, you know, as much as I love college football, I mean, there are so many games that aren't hanging in the balance down to the last snap. And and the NFL is just great that way. I watched that game last night. Just trying to figure out whether Baker Mayfield, you know, kind of find his way. He got hit a lot. There wasn't a whole lot of protection for him. Uh, but they stayed in that game somehow, some way, with, with a couple of scoring drives. And Aaron Rodgers threw it away and then fought back after that and, and made some good plays. And I, I just I, – I can't get enough of it. Well, I J- love watching it. J.J., you got to remember when I was a little kid, this was – this watching a game like this was what football was all about. Cold, cold. Uh, Rainy. I mean, yeah, but back mud in the day, you guys only dirt. got like, well, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't. you got like three games to watch. You know, on Sunday, I watched every single. You know, I was on the red zone. I was watching the Jags. I was watching the Titan. Like, I watched so you're much during the weekend. Exactly. On Monday, I'm almost like, man, if this game doesn't have any playoff implications, I'm putting on a basketball game. You've been spoiled. Or guess bro. what? I was reading a book last night. Oh Believe my! It or not. I know. He's been converted. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was like, save that for Listen, Tuesday. Sometimes what, you have wait, to like go talk to your kids or give your mom. Was it Fork Down and Dam? Is that the book you read? Uh, Fork Down and That's the only book I read constantly. What book did you read? I'm actually almost done with Shelby Foote's trilogy on the Civil War. It's like a thousand pages each, and it's been a it's been a haul. So I'm, let me I'm ask you those something. books, right? When you're done, you're yeah, like a, you know what? You're like a Renaissance man. Now. You have the hair grow and everything, <laughs> and the, 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 the mullet and reading books on football. <laughs> between yeah, between Leon wearing glasses and looking very, I very. I don't uh, know what's scholarly. going on here at ten ten now. I've always but, loved reading. I just don't talk about it on the air because oh, okay, it's boring. Gotcha. Yeah, but I just honestly, I would have never have paired up a great mullet and a good book uh, like <laughs> JJ. And all right, let me ask you this real quick because I saw this email. Uh, who was our dude? Uh, I have to look it up. One of these sports writers has been around for a long, long time. Might have been Mike Lupica. Anyway, paired, paired up with James Patterson and was writing a book, a mystery, murder mystery book. Mm-hmm. And are you a Patterson fan, JJ? No. No? No. I mean, I've read, when I was younger, I read some of like the- You like factual the stuff. The ones, huh? yeah, I love Historical history. fiction. Yeah. Or no, his, just, just historical. nonfiction. But uh, James Patterson's a good writer, but yeah. he's at the point now where he's got like a whole team. You know, mm-hmm. they produce like a book a month. He's yeah, not—I don't know like how alone. many books he's actually writing that have his name on them. Yeah, yeah, and name alone, and name alone. I would love to be that one day. Yeah, that would be good. When you don't actually have to work and you just slap your name on something, get paid for it. God bless. The American dream. Yeah, no, I am very concerned though, JJ, about Thursday night football, not because of the matchup, but because of the eight. 15, Oh, we didn't even tell the listeners off. yesterday. Yeah, so, it happened so fast. Leon, after you left, the NFL brought in a camera crew with Amazon to film uh, the three of them doing, like, Jags talk that mm-hmm. is supposedly going to be shown on Amazon pregame right before the game starts Thursday night. 
And like the first segment they did when the camera people were in there, these three man, you they were like doing an impression of themselves. Yeah. Everyone right. should go back and listen to the first segment of the two o'clock hour yesterday. Something was amiss. It was. Right. I was listen. looking at them like, what are you guys doing? Are we, we legally allowed to talk about this? I'm not really <laughs> sure if that waiver signed I signed said yeah. yeah. that's true. Wait a minute, was it stage fright or what, what was? No, it? no it they even... were like being TV people. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Was... they were being corporate. Yes. Yeah, that's and, the reason well, why they wanted me out. It would have been. Oh, Come dude, go on. listen to it. It would have been cool to have been, had Not you, not yeah. you, man. Not you ever. It would have been no, cool to no. have had you in here. Matt was selling out. Yeah, yeah it would have been cool to have had you in here. But look, we're all sellouts, okay? We've got Absolutely. a chance to be on Amazon. No, uh, no. NFL Films is not in me, here. No. The sad yeah. part is- I was handing out business cards. Yeah, didn't he? he was. He actually did. That's not a lie. I'm more so upset that I'll be at the game, and my parents haven't figured out how to get Amazon, yes, 16 weeks into the NFL season, get Amazon Prime on their television, and they're also going to the game, so I'm going to need someone to be well, here's what recording in case I make an appearance. Well, I, I told TLD last night we're going to have to stand in front of the television with our phones recording the actual television because I'm so ticked off at Amazon that you can't record anything that they have. You can't go back and watch it. At least I don't think you can. Let me know if you if, hit the text line design by lifetime enclosures. Let me know. But I'm going to have to iPhone my own appearance uh, on, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. I hope that we are on there. They said in the pregame that we would be on there. We'll see. But, that 820 yeah. kickoff, though, that's that's what's got me worried because, Just, we, we, I mean, uh, maybe that's something, Leon, that, you know, maybe I should well, be aspiring because we want more primetime games here in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. well, I'm a night owl happening. by trade. It's more so that my mother is already panicking about driving back in sleet and snow at 1 in the morning mm-hmm. that I will be doing by myself because yeah, they're I'd not going to uh, stick around for postgame. Yeah, well, if okay. y'all going to be on the, the, the pregame before the show, I'm sure in, in the spirit of Amazon Prime, you're going to have to – Pay, you want to buy or rent it? Yeah. Oh, I've got mine. Yourself. Yeah, you I'm sure? definitely going to videotape it oh, okay. with my. Because they charge you for everything. That's for sure. That. Now, sirs, you guys, instead of doing the late night, midnight, yeah. overnight, mm-hmm. fifth quarter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. After the game, usually we would do the uh, fifth quarter uh, three hours after the game, which means which mean we would be on the show from two to four. Mm-hmm. But instead, we got a special edition of the fifth quarter at 7 a.m. Me, Hacker, and Coach Campo from yeah. 7 to 10 a.m. on uh, Friday. Yeah, which will be pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. So you, you can look forward to that. That'll be your, your I, version and, of and, fifth and, quarter to wake up to instead and of And I asked Hack if he was going to bring breakfast, of course. Yeah. Yeah, what, what if he, he said that? Yes, he yeah, if you give me some cash, yeah. Yeah, split yeah. it. Where, where am I, I'll make it. <laughs> if you bring it, yeah. <laughs> if you bring it and pay for say. it, yeah, you know we'll what have that, one. You know what I've never seen a guy with shorter arms and longer pockets. Never in my life. You know what that randomly just reminded me of? I don't know if we ever talked to JJ about this. Remember when we were in the airport going to Canton? And Hack somehow, some way on his walk from gate one to gate whatever we were at, lost his credit, his credit card. card. Whoa. It was just incredible how – and we all sat yeah. there had he breakfast. He was freaking. No, well, he wasn't. Oh, he was No, like, he wasn't because, so you know – you guys had to pick up the bill no, for the no, rest no, of the no, week. No, 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 no. Well, that definitely. <laughs> but, you know, he has the fixer. The fixer at home. His wife. His wife. He, yeah. she does everything for him. <laughs> By the time he got to the next gate, JJ, Heidi already had Amazon FedEx cards. FedEx to him. FedExed yeah. another, like, Met, Visa like, gift oh card for the rest Western of the weekend. Western Union cash. He literally has his own he had, Harvey Keitel. He's got his own fixer. Well, yeah, he couldn't. He had $900 worth of gift cards. Right. He couldn't pick up the next tab. What? He goes, can I pay for it in Apple right, gift cards? Right. I mean, Come on. Yeah, I'll take that $400 gift card off of you for this $40 tab. Yeah, I will. I'll do that. I don't know. Oh.
Unbelievable. Oh, oh my God. All right, let's get back to the Jags. Let's get back to Thursday night. Let's get back to uh, a little bit of chatter about the uh, recruiting, which will officially, the early signing day starts tomorrow, and there's still some big names uh, that have to make a decision. And we'll find out whether they make a decision tomorrow or not. By the way, real quick, before we go to break, mm-hmm. give us a little that just real quick, Jay. Mm-hmm. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the NCAA president, Mark Emmert, you know, is, is that he's going out. He's leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a new president. Riding off into the sunset. The former, the former governor of Massachusetts will be the new president. Okay. Um, every year around this time, Reggie Bush gets a little agitated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he lost his Heisman. Yeah, he wants some hardware. He lost his Heisman. And right now, everybody's getting paid. Oh, yeah. Just like he got paid back then when it wasn't legal. Mm-hmm. So every year he goes on social media, he starts to get, takes a little bit further across the line each year. This mm-hmm. year, he just tweeted out, I wonder why the NCAA has gone quiet on me. They had a lot to say last year. There are some pre- pretty serious allegations. Don't run now, Mark Emmert. The party is just getting started. Ooh. Mark Emmert is a liar, a con man, a thief. But most importantly, he is a coward. Hello, Heisman Trust. Mm. I Don't love let the door it. Reggie on the wants way out. his bronze back. Yeah, I'll tell you what. And he may want, based on that, he may want more than that. Uh, wow, wow. That's Good not the him. way. To, yeah, I, I agree with you, but it's also not the way to go about it. Well, what's the way to go about it? I was the way about taking the side. I think he should behind the scenes go either petition the was, trust. Was his Heisman taken or, behind the scenes? Or I was. I was it what? Was his Heisman taken behind the scenes? Was a snatched out in front of the public for everybody. I mean, to see well, the at the end of the day, he broke rules. He broke rules. He the, did. The he break rules. Did he yeah. break rules, or did Pete Carroll yeah. in the school? Yes, he break broke the rules. He accepted yeah. money. He accepted yeah. benefits. But Pete Carroll never got. He got caught. Yeah, Pete Carroll. Never, everybody was doing it. Ever got a second. Right. Everybody was right, doing but he it. he broke rules. Okay, yeah, those true. are the rules. He broke the rules. But Pete Carroll never got so, sanctioned in his school. Right, because Pete left before the sheriff got to town. He went left for the NFL. He might have already tried to do things behind the scenes. No, no, I I think what he. Well, if he didn't, I think what he should have done if he didn't is literally go to the trust, fly to the Heisman Trust, sit down with the Steal president Steal the trophy there. back. No, and just say, look. Like OJ did. Look, what I did was wrong. I understand it. Um, you can make your argument. Everybody was doing it. We just got caught. But what I did was wrong. What do I have to do to get the trophy back? I, I want to be part of the Heisman you know, the Heisman family. I think mm-hmm. it's my right. Time heals all wounds. I thought they would have given it back by right, now. Right, but he's being so over the line about it right now. Right. And I, I don't. I just don't know that that's conducive. I'm not saying he's wrong. No, 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 no. I'm saying I don't know that that's conducive to him getting that trophy back. Well, what about, listen, all, I, all it would take was for all the guys who won the Heisman Trophy to, to go to the NCAA and say, we want him a part of the family. Why hasn't that been done? It does, it's not even the NCAA. No, I'm the, saying about all the guys who've won the previous No, no, winners, I know, but here, here's the thing. They could collectively say, hey, we want Reggie. I know. My whole point is it's not the NCAA because the Heisman Trust, when they were asked about it, they punted it to the NCAA. Whatever the NCAA says is what we abide by, which is ridiculous because right. they have nothing to do with the NCAA. Right. All yeah. the Heisman they Trust has to do is— wiggled out of yes, it. Yes. All the Heisman Trust has to do is flat out say we're giving him his trophy back, and the NCAA has nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah. So he's— the only reason Reggie's going after the NCA is because that's how the Heisman got out of out of making the decision. Mm-hmm. That's why I say he should just go there and say, "Look, what do you need me to do? What do I have to do? Do you want me to do commercials for you? Do you want me to say, you know, whatever? Take out an ad in the New York mm-hmm. Times. I was wrong, and I really appreciate you guys, you know, hearing my case and giving me my trophy back. What do I need to do? But I think he's going the wrong way about it. Yeah, whatever. What do I need to do sounds like begging. Okay, I ain't with that. I tell him to keep the damn trophy. 
Yeah, but he clearly so was. Everybody, so so he we clearly supposed, wants so what, what what we're supposed to do is erase our memory that he was the baddest man on the planet at that particular no, time. No, no. All I'm saying is he clearly wants the trophy. This way is not working. It hasn't worked for I don't know how many years now, right? Yeah, I guess. Try yeah. something different. That's all I'm saying. Maybe it'll work for Louisville in the 2013 banner. Hey, um, to put a bow on a previous topic, Jalen Hurts meeting with Philadelphia media right now. He says he is day-to-day, and he's he is able to throw on the injured shoulder. Nick Sirianni would not rule him out for this weekend's game against the Cowboys. So still to be determined if Gardner Minshew and Minshew Mania will be taking Dallas and Philadelphia by storm. It's XL Primetime. Sink you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. 123XL Primetime. Thanks for hanging out with us, Joe C. MLB, me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes. Check out all his stuff cooking at SaturdayDownSouth.com along with the other Saturday sites. And Big Leon Cersei here for another seg before he dashes out. Uh, Beaver Chevrolet, Beaver Toyota bringing you today's show. And you've got great deals on both lots. Definitely check them out online. BeaverToyotaStAugustine.com or beaverchevrolet.com with all those great rides. So, you know, we talk about whether or not Reggie Bush should be able to get back his Heisman Trophy. Just the the landscape has changed so dramatically. And, and I'm talking with a a Division One college basketball coach about the portal as we speak. And it's just so dang hard to figure out the ever – changing world that is college football and we always look at Leon and we look hey give, give us a story from you know your time there and, and how much different it has become and the point was just made Dabo Sweeney said if they have this NIL thing I'm out of here that is actually ancient history now because there's no way he's leaving the game the way it is right now you just have to jump in and be part of it there's nothing you can do about it and so for the case of Reggie Bush he might reach a point where the Heisman Trust may understand a little bit more about what he was going through, and it might be more incumbent on them to figure this thing out and how to welcome him back into the family instead of him making demands. I don't know whether that will ever happen, but there is so much more money that is being tossed around to these athletes in today's world than I think I could have ever imagined. And the intent to begin with was to put money in players' pockets – and it has gone way past that. Well, okay, how I mean, how is it any different than like the sell of weed now? Okay, mm-hmm. marijuana, yeah, true. marijuana, <laughs> marijuana. Now there, there is, is an influx of marijuana stores. This yep. is that. So back in the day, ten years, fifty-five years from now, yeah. I mean, whatever, guys got thrown in jail for trumped-up charges for marijuana during more time for nickel bags or what mm-hmm. this is that. Mm-hmm. So now these guys are going to be. That I, that's the problem. There's still gonna, guys in prison I'm even just saying, from but that, states, that, even though that it's legal. The same as saying. Reggie Bush is still like that guy in prison, what, even though it's been legal. That's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Sad. What he? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm comparing it to weed. Mm-hmm. I mean, now they're 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 the, the influx of marijuana is legal in some states or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's like all these different stores, but back in the day, you couldn't sell it. You couldn't do this or that, whatever. Right. So they're they're trying to do it legislated, where some people that got on marijuana charges mm-hmm. are doing severe time. Are going to be let off yeah. because of the influx of marijuana now. So you got the NIL deal that where guys are making these certain kinds of money and he's still being penalized. Yeah, sitting over there on the sidelines. And how is that any different? Yeah, I, I know. Other than the rules were the rules then, and yeah. I totally get it. But this is also like as much gambling 
as is in the game now, any game, okay, anywhere. You can get action on anything, anytime, anywhere. Uh, that's one of the slogans, I think, on one of our uh, betting sites. But the thing is, is Pete Rose is still out there, okay, out on an island. I think Pete should get in, be in the hall. Yeah, and, and, and we yeah. always would joke that he never bet on him to lose, mm-hmm. uh, but he gave the indication he thought they were lose when he didn't bet on him. And, and so I understand you can't let it get in the game and you because it could cause major problems. But at the same time, it does seem very antiquated that a guy like that has still been kicked to the curb, kept out, uh, with, with really no chance. Uh, it might happen posthumously. Who the heck knows? Well, that's why I made the joke about the Louisville banner, because mm-hmm. I agree with Leon. It's It comes down to, you really want us to act as if this didn't happen? We've completely mm-hmm. cleared it from our minds, this whole stretch of history in which mm-hmm. Reggie Bush was one of, if not the most dominant player before Tim Tebow arrived at the University of Florida in college football in the 21st century. Yeah. You want us to completely wipe that from our minds. That yeah, never you happened. You can't. And, and look, I, I did argue at the time, and I'm certainly not going to try and backtrack or anything like that, revise history. He broke the rules. I didn't think he should have. But to find yeah. the rules. Like, right. it wasn't like he cheated the game. And he, But he wasn't the only one. In, and again, it was Pete Carroll running that show. And Pete Carroll was able to leave with no penalty, wait, basically. Wait. He and, did cheat the game because yeah. he... Should have been ineligible. Yeah, I totally, I totally have been get playing. it. The rules were the rules. I totally yes, get it. Yes, everybody knows yeah. the rules. But here's they the other the part rules. of it. Here's the other part. But it wasn't actually yeah. the physical game itself. But here's it was the other the, part. Of it was the extracurriculars. Yeah. In the, right, right but I know. But my point is, in the house he, and all he that should kind of stuff. not. He got he got benefits. extra benefits right. that other players didn't get. Yeah, but the, so but the that so that the NCAA sees that as an advantage. Right, but he should not have been playing. Period. The bastardization of the rules. In the college sports world, I totally agree. Is asinine. Yes, okay? I'm not disagreeing with any that of that. Will Wade, probably with a wiretap on for another <laughs> 24 months, could still coach the game of basketball, and Sean Miller and all these other guys could still do it. Dude, I'm not disagreeing right. with that. And so at, at that point, yeah, at that point, I'm like, we're re- all we're, I'm saying is we're restoring the yes. rights of those guys. All I'm saying is. He knew the rules then and broke the rules. Right. But, but again, so that's, what you just that's said. why he lost his Heisman. <laughs> yeah. Repeat what you just said about the guys that were coaching and they knew the rules and they broke the rules and they right. kept Wait. their job. Well, well, some of them didn't keep the jobs. Will Wake got but fired. The, yeah. But, uh, 24 months later, bro. 24 months later. Well, I mean, Reggie was taking money his sophomore year. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm just, we're talking about the same thing. Okay. It took him. I know. <laughs> All I'm telling <laughs> you is this. All I'm saying is this, dude. He knew the rules. Yeah. He broke the rules. Totally got it. That's it. Sean yeah. Miller he got a second chance. He shouldn't have been chance. playing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I have. Patino I have, got a second chance. Right. I am with you. A, I am yeah. for the players. Right. I am with you. I think he should yeah. get it back. Yeah. Dump, dump. But for anyone to say, oh, but, you know, it really wasn't anything. Yes, it was. He broke the rules. Mm-hmm. He yeah, broke that the part rules. I'll always be fine with, but it's just so funny. My whole point is, is that the rules are bastardized because half the time they want to enforce them, half the time they don't. It depends on the situation. Uh, the further you get away from it, the more people will forget about it. And it's just, it was, in, and the, in, the college world of sports should be embarrassed, honestly, constantly letting things go for the, what they viewed as the greater good. And it's going to be a bad PR thing. And let's not do that. Take a look at what's happened in Michigan State. Take a look. I mean, honestly, it's disgusting some of the stuff that was gotten away with. Quick injury update before we send Leon off for the mm-hmm. day. No, no one here is injured. I'm referring to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just took the practice field this afternoon. Uh, Trayvon Walker, Jawan Taylor, and Travis Etienne are all practicing today. Foley Fadukasi is on the field, but he is on the bike off to the side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Foley is dealing with, well, really. Ankle. Co- 
Yeah, but but originally was it the calf? It was the calf, yes, the calf yeah. earlier yeah, the, the year. The calf, and I just I hate that. You know, you're talking about a guy that's got to get that get off, got to get that push. Uh, you know, need, needs that trunk working as, as as much as possible, and they really haven't gotten as much out of him after that first injury. And I hope this just doesn't drag on. They and need it's a that revenge guy. game, revenge game for him as well. Yeah, against New York. Team. Yeah, he's taking on a team that uh, you know had him last year and decided not. To, to sign him. By the way, real quick, away from the Jacks, just real quick, mm-hmm. we were talking about the Florida quarterback mm-hmm. a couple segments ago. DJ Lagway, who is their 2024 five-star commit, right? he tweeted out yesterday a picture of his computer, his laptop, and it says, trying to graduate early ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. He's going to reclassify. So he, he will be available class. next season. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Listen, I, I'm excited now. Billy will have five five-stars. At the same position, and Grayson McCall. He better get one of them. He better get one of them that can throw accurately and <laughs> throw on time. <laughs> ah, re- and then, by the way, JJ and I we were joking earlier because he said, uh, you know, this Miami class. He was telling Leon, this Miami class is is looking good. It's money. I said, yeah, it's top three best, now, isn't best it? money can buy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and George, uh, Alabama. Hack was trying to use that against me and Leon the other night, acting like we would care. Like, yeah. oh, well, you guys bought offensive linemen. And I was like, okay, well, how did Rashad go to Florida? Exactly. And he's like, well, we bought him too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so who gives a damn? Right, exactly. And you could pancake that, you know? And that's really Pancake, what it, concho, that. Yeah, exactly. That's what it boils down he's to. He's so jealous. It's not yeah. Yeah, he does, man. <laughs> I told him I'm getting tired of him coming off the ring ropes on me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can change that with just one move. <laughs> the hands, okay? Just the one hands. punch Flight to the chest. Down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right, Big Surge, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right. All right, he heads out. Uh, we keep heading on uh, with XL Primetime, uh, looking at this game, looking at the storylines, the injury report, at least at least the guys that are out on the practice field uh, for the Jacks. We will look at the Jets as well. And coming out of Sunday and last night, let's at least give you a few of the playoff scenarios. Teams that have locked. Teams still have some work to do and what this team can do to keep it rolling. Not necessarily. I mean, we're aware of it. We understand that. We understand we we kind of had our own self-inflicted issues uh, in Philly in terms of our ball security. So that's just something we've been aware of. We've tried to emphasize that every single week going in. We've played in games that there's expected rain, whether that was home games or on the road. Um, so that's certainly something we're aware of. We understand we have to do a better job than we did when we saw that three months ago. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. So what they're referring to is that performance up in Philly where things just got away from them. We look at the weather that is expected Thursday night when they head back up to the Northeast to take on the New York football Jets, and who knows uh, whether they'll be able to do it. Uh, but you got to make sure that you – because that was a 14-point lead. Let's not forget that. And then the script was flipped dramatically thanks to – what was the total? Five turnovers? Uh, yes, there were yeah. four fumbles by one Trevor Lawrence and yeah. then one interception as well. Of course, it should be noted when you look at Trevor Lawrence's statistics for the rest of the year, and I actually mm-hmm. said this on oh the – Oh, my gosh, that, yeah. Right, that Jets podcast that I was on this morning because, you know, people see the fumbles and they're like, oh, my God, he's still got a fumbling problem. It's like, uh, no, four of those came in the same game. But it was in that weather – the one who I'm more concerned about, which we talked about yesterday, is Travis Etienne now with five fumbles this season after one fumble in four years at Clemson. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. How many he has this year? Five. He had five. one in four years. Fumbles. Yeah. It's it's not five. It's not pretty. He's a fumbler I, now. Yeah, it's it's a concern. Okay. This is, you know, the old line, you know, 
one's an accident, two's a trend, and this is three's a problem. Five's you beyond. got a, you got a big issue. That's what yeah, five he's is beyond that. And look, I yeah. Trevor has five outside of that Eagles game mm-hmm. in the remaining other fourteen games. Yeah. That's uh, a callous it, disregard of the football yeah, judge. Yeah. Co- Coach Coughlin would be sideways right <laughs> oh now. Oh, my God. And, and, and you cannot put yourself in the, the two things that are obvious about Travis Etienne right now, and Coach Campbell, I'm sure we'll jump in on this in the 2 o'clock hour when we have him in, but he is giving every bit of his body to be hit. Not only is he coughing up the football, he's coming at you square instead of getting real skinny. And that's a problem because that will lead to injury. He will. It will also lead to full-on vicious shots from defenders, which they add up to bad. You can't do that. And so, plus interceptions are different turnovers. I mean, you're for the most part, and mm-hmm. coach, we get coach talk about this too. You're trying to make a play, whereas fumbles, man, it's you got to hold on to the ball. Yeah, you have got to hold on to the ball. And uh, the last two most memorable ones for ETN were in the wide open. One on, one on one, yeah. one on one, one on one tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess this past week it wasn't so much a one on one as much as it was a butt versus. Well, yeah, because uh, they, uh, uh, as I was tweeting, uh, fans were immediately tweeting back to me. We now have our own Jaguars butt fumble. Okay, Mark Sanchez moved to the right. Uh, now, now ETN has it, which is just <laughs> ah, uh, that, those are the ones that you you don't want to be known for. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and this football team has been. Fairly steady in, in, in holding on to the football sans ETN uh, because of how much better uh, Trevor has been at cleaning things up. We mentioned the number of turnovers he had last year, how he's flipped the script this year. And really, since Philly, you can go with the fumbles, he's cleaned it up, and you can go with the interceptions in London, he's cleaned it up. Those are big. That cold weather, though, mm-hmm. will yeah. it be a factor? No I mean, because it's question. not going to be – I said to Taylor Dahl as I was walking into the office this morning, mm-hmm. it, it's not going to be as cold as when they played in Kansas City. But aside from the Philadelphia Eagles game, have they played in any sort of rain outside of your occasional second-quarter downpour mm-hmm. here in Duval County? Mm-hmm. That, that is what I'm curious to see. Um, and I don't think it's going to affect Doug Peterson's game plan because we saw that in Philly. Uh, come hell or come high water, it's yeah. a pass-first offense, and that's what he's going to stick with. And moreover, up until this week, the run game had been largely a no-show mm-hmm. for the past five weeks. Yeah, but I do appreciate what happened Sunday after the fumble is that he still went to the well with ETN, and ETN got over 100 yards. And he averaged, uh, what was it, right at five yards per clip, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, let me go to it right now. Uh, it, it, I mean, very, to be fair, they, they got nothing else. Yeah. 5.4 yards yeah. a clip. Okay, so 5.4. And if you take a look at his yards for the year, and I, I have it here somewhere anyway, he's averaging five yards per carry. And so he's been very productive. And I guess the point is is that he has gone – Doug has gone from – Throw, 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 run, throw, throw, throw. He is now, at the very least, mixing it up. Trevor threw it a bunch. They were down 17 points. But still, you had a runner that you had to respect that went over 100 well, How about Jamal Agnew? Averaged 17.3 yards yeah. on those three carries on the, in the run game. When I was watching Get Up this morning at the gym, like that was the focal point when they were talking about the Jaguars' mm-hmm. offense, about mm-hmm. something that made – the perimeter for Dallas have to question how they would defend the big cats. And so therefore that opened up holes for Travis Etienne and it opened up the passing game because they had to be defending the entire length of the field. Yeah, It's handy. It really is because what you want to try and do is stretch uh, every defense to the limit and don't give them an easy area to concentrate on and attack you. And you're now looking at a, a, a wiser, improving by the moment or improving by the play, Trevor Lawrence, 
that remember he would get stuck in the back of the pocket. Remember, and Cam Robinson might push a guy right into him, or Jawan might. He's now stepping up. What's the next step? He's stepping up, and now he's moving side to side, and he's making really quick and, and good decisions. So in case you're just joining us or you haven't been on the Twitter machine yet today, um, Mike White has not been cleared for the New York football Jets, so it will be Zach Wilson starting at quarterback on Thursday night football against the Jaguars. Robert Sala meeting with reporters this morning, and I want your take on this comment, mm-hmm. Matt and Joe, before we say hello to Coach Campo. Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets, said he, quote, doesn't think it's fair to compare Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson or any player to another player in their draft class because every situation is different. He then went on to say that Zach Wilson, who he benched a month ago, quote, just needs time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he needed time on the bench, and now he needs more time because he's going to be back in the starting lineup, and they still could go the wrong way. And so Sala is trying to – he's not walking anything back, I don't believe. He's just trying to dress up that pig and put lipstick on well, it as best he can. he's starting now. That's why he's <laughs> saying these things. Yeah, he's yeah. going to say all the right things now to encourage the guy that he he, he discouraged. 100%. Yeah. And, he's and so now he's, in a position where he's got a guy who's starting, who's right. – Confidence is a little, and he's also benched the guy. Right. So now he's got to say, no, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, Yeah. you got got to, and it's, uh, again, not walking it back, but now trying to dress it up as best as he possibly can. So in talking to my Jets folks this morning, um, what they said, as much as you look at Zach Wilson's stat line from Sunday against the Lions, 18 of 35, 317 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, and those Mm -hmm. stats are pretty good. What they said is that the majority of that 317 yards came courtesy of chunk plays. And moreover, when you looked at Zach Wilson in right. the pocket, he did not look comfortable. Whereas that was Mike White's that, – that was the pro to yeah. Mike White is that he can sit back in the pocket, go through his progressions, and get the ball out efficiently as opposed to constantly having to roll and then look for well, an opening from there. The only thing I would say back to that is that those chunk plays are scary. Okay, those, those, are, those were good chunk plays. And guys – uh, and you can go down the line with the guys that he completed the football to, and 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 especially the one that's really starting to rise up. You know that top five pick that came out of Ohio State, Mr. Wilson. Wilson. Top ten, he, but yes, yeah, yep. top ten. He is really starting to rise up. And Mims, even though he might have gotten hurt the other night, you know their their other guys are being included. Moore's being included. All plus of them. his. They're also on off-schedule throws to a yeah. majority of them, yeah. which is dangerous. Which is coverage breaking down. Yes. That's exactly what it is. And that's why those chunk plays, they were meaningful, even though you know he didn't necessarily manage the game. We, we saw early in that game, Zach, they couldn't move the ball out of their end zone, and he got knocked around and almost threw it you know, to the other guys. So this, this pressure from Jacksonville with what Josh Allen and company were able to do the other day late against Zach, they got to get that to – to manifest itself again, that's for sure. All right, now we mentioned Jalen Hurts. And Hurts, we think now they're going to play it all the way up, I would think, Friday, Saturday, before they say whether he is completely out or not. But he had himself a game this past week. So let's do a little funky fact, JJ, if you don't mind. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. You got Funky Buddha with all their craft uh, right down there in South Florida, and you can find it in the cooler section of your local grocer, especially when you're looking for cool gifts. You can get funky with a little Funky Buddha. So Jalen Hurts, 376 total yards. He had 315 through the air, 61 on the ground. Second career game with three rushing touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he was just unbelievable. Now, if you take a look, he's the fourth 
quarterback in NFL history with two career games of at least three rushing touchdowns. This is not easy. Two career games of at least three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's the fourth. And I just don't know that you're going to get this bad boy because there's just, uh, well, there's there's some some time that's passed and there's some unknowns, but I'll just throw it out there. Ba, 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 ba. He's the fourth. Russ Wilson. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> they made it sound like there's like 50 years. Right. Ago. I know. I, I am giving you that Russell clue. Wilson. Or or is it like is like is it like Aaron Rodgers? Well, or like... one of more recent vintage, but two of the three, way back machine. Bobby Douglas. <laughs> Randall Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> what in doubt? Yeah. I'm gonna just uh, stay out of this one. I'm gonna say Vic. That's a good one. Vic and. All right, so two you're not going to get, so I'm just going to go Y-A ahead and Y.A. Tittle. How about that? Huh? Y.A. Tittle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be going back because at least it would be a known name. But I don't think you would have gotten too far or you probably would have had to go a long way to get Johnny Lujak. Okay? Johnny Lujak, we're going back in time. And the other one is, I don't even know if I'm saying oh, this, game, this guy's Lou. name right. Tobin Rote. <laughs> Never heard of him. Kyle Never. Roach's I'm looking son? at Coach right now. Brother? Tobin. Yeah, coach is like, of course you, I've heard of him. So anyway, those are two of the three. Is he related to Kyle Rote? Yeah. yeah. So those are those are two of the three. <laughs> yeah, second John- round pick in 1950 out of Rice. Yeah, Johnny Lou Jack, Tobin, Tobin Rote. The other guy is a known quantity from the state of Florida. And certainly more recent vintage than Old those pepper? two. Hmm? No. No, from the state he wasn't of Florida. A runner. Well, Tim Cole Tebow? Is it's from- Dante Culpepper. What? Yeah, right out of Ocala. Yeah. Right I'm, out. I can't believe I let an Ocala question go. Yep, I was oh going to. Oh, my God. The problem is your funky little town's rubbing off on me. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're an Ocala guy now. Yeah, I was going to save that as my, my last clue because then I knew JJ would jump on it. But, yeah, he was one of them. Two career games of at least three rushing he touchdowns. He wasn't like a runner either. But he was such a big, big quick dude, cat. Dude. Yeah. You know, third and goal from the one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's right there. Yeah. And so Which, by the way, speaking of quarterback sneak and Jalen Hurts, they have a new play mm-hmm. that – Everybody's going to be adopting this soon. But basically, it looks like he's almost taking a knee. And this is at the goal line or like a fourth yeah. and one or whatever. And they have like three running backs all behind him. And when he snaps the ball and rushes towards the line, they all come in and push him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's like, new, it looks like a rugby scrum. The new bush, it is. The new bush push. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Bring this actually, full circle. Yeah. There's Reggie yes. again. Uh, and I'm thinking uh, at some point they're going to figure out a way to to outlaw that one because they don't like Probably. the fact that yeah. But but honestly, that's what it is. Is is they're just basically advancing him. They're picking him up and moving him. Heck, they may have caused that shoulder sprain when it's all said and done. You never know. But I I, I did see the one hit against the Bears that certainly had to have led to that. And I don't know whether we were thinking collarbone for sure 100 percent on That's that. That's what I'm JJ sure. saying. The dark internet but, is the rumors. Saying. But you go shoulder to sh- you go shoulder to shoulder. And that's what happens a lot when they drive a, a quarterback into the ground. Uh, I want to give a shout-out, quick shout-out to Dante Culpepper for visiting my middle school every single year and giving out autographs. That is pretty Appreciate awesome. Was. He was, uh, was he a Vanguard? Yeah, he went yes. to Howard Middle School, which I went to, and then he went to Vanguard, yeah, which Culpepper, is my arch enemy. Yeah. He, when he had it rolling before, his uh, significant – J.J.'s rival Vanguard. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
All right, let's get into the uh, 2 o'clock hour. we got Coach Campo coming up thanks to Beaver Chevrolet uh, and Beaver Toyota. You can find them both online. Beaver Toyota building the brand-new digs right there on I-95 at State Road 207. And right now they've got all their great offers as you head into the new year. Pre-owned, brand-new SUVs, pickup trucks, sedans, beauty, economy, you name it. And, of course, beaverchevrolet.com with the exact same lineup from the Chevy side. Make sure you check them out as well at beaverchevy.com. Coach Campo, what did he think? about that comeback win over the Dallas Cowboys. He's next. Now, let's wow you with XL Primetime's head coach, Dave Campo. Brought to you by Beaver Chevrolet. With wow pricing every day at beaverchevrolet.com. Well, this club ain't running on empty. No, sir. They are not running on empty. Our coach loaded up, ready to go. Thanks to Beaver Chevrolet. He's going to wow you with some of his thoughts. I'm just looking at that smile over there, Coach, as we talk about a 17-point comeback over the hated Dallas Cowboys. I know your family was not very happy about that, but you were on the right side of it. Yeah, my wife got mad at me, actually, because I text my son, Eric, you know, yeah. who's a huge Cowboy fan, and I said, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> and he said, not the time. Yeah. And I said... And I sent three three happy face emojis, yeah. right? Yeah. I told my wife, she said, I can't believe you did that, Eric. You know it was a very emotional thing. I, I said, let me tell you something. He, it was it was the right timing, believe me. Yes. Well, if you're going to kick somebody, that's when you kick them. You know? Even if right. you're son, it doesn't son matter. Not. Coach Campo, I need you to take us back, though, because as you noted to me, because you texted me and you said, where did you go? After Trevor's fumble, I had to go down to get ready by the locker room. I need you to give the Nooners the blow-by-blow of your emotions from I was there when he fumbled and and you were upset and that was it. It looks like the end was near. Walk me through the rest of the game. Well, first of all, uh, you know, I have my uh, uh, binoculars, right? Yes. Well, when he fumbled, I took the binoculars and stuck them in the the deal. I actually (laughs) lost faith for about five minutes. But when they ran the first two plays and the very first one where – uh, they came off the edge. Schmook came off the edge and caused a – when it was second and 13, I said, we're going to get this ball back. And then when it was third down and long and they threw the ball long, man, I just – I came out of – I thought that was the key play in the entire football game. I heard somebody say – I think it was Rick Ballou on mm-hmm. uh, Into the Night mm-hmm. made the comment that uh, McCarthy basically fired himself. Mm-hmm. That There's no way they should have either run the football – and they would have, it would have been five or so seconds go off because it would have taken a timeout. But that one right there, uh, if they were going to throw it, throw it where you have to force him to throw the timeout, at least over the chains. And if it's short, so be it. You know, yeah, and that was I, just a bad decision. And, and as he's Rick saying, Mike McCarthy out, I'm saying hello, Sean, because Sean Payton's going to walk right through that door. Yeah. Depending I, on how things unfold the rest of the way. Right. And, and again, you know, I, I truly believe the Cowboys, you know, you know how I, mm-hmm. I don't go game to game. Right. In other words, you can't say that they lost to this team, so they can't beat this team or vice versa. Yeah. It's all matchups. Mm-hmm. Well, I still think that team is good enough in any given day, to, to get to the Super Bowl this year. They're a contender, mm-hmm. in my mind, no matter what. And so, you know, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's not going anywhere. Right. You know, so it, it's, it's, it's a, a fine one and line, dunner, believe me. If he's a one and dunner, he's a dunner. Emotions a dunner. during that overtime. Because oh. I know I was holding my breath. 
uh, I do have to let you all know that Coach Campo did lean over to me before I headed down to the tunnel and said, I'm a little worried about my AFib right now. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, I, I guess I am CPR certified. Uh, maybe we need to make sure Coach is bringing his medicine next time. But the overtime period, what did the Jaguars prove to Well, you? I'll admit, I, I was concerned when you left because I didn't have anybody next to me that could revive me if there was a problem. Uh, what a what a great uh First of all, to get into the overtime was was unbelievable. The play that he made, first of all, Hasty and and Trevor, because he was about sacked and he got that ball off to Hasty. He knew where he was. Hasty got out of bounds, and then Ingram coming across. Now, uh, the throw he made on on for the to get them in field goal range it was unbelievable. Well, unbelievable. Now, before I go to overtime, can I say one more thing? Absolutely. You know, we're we're losing. Not very many talk people are talking about Agnew. You know what Agnew did during the course of the game because I knew we had to run the football and and I didn't think we could get to the perimeter. He got to the perimeter, you know, that with the with the reverse the the jet sweeps. But as important was, if you remember, it was I don't know if it was 13 yards or 15 mm-hmm. yards, but he returned to punt mm-hmm. back 15, 13 or 15 yards, whatever it was, and that distance to the field goal was huge. Yeah. So now it gets to overtime. Uh, you know, I was disappointed when we had to punt. You know, just for a split second, and when my mind, are you going to go for it on the mm-hmm. fourth down mm-hmm. and, and three backed up? Trevor, then, Trevor looked at Doug. And yeah, was he like, looked I over there. And, you know, and, and and just for a split second, then I said, no, you have to punt it. Yeah. And you know, when they hit uh, number twenty uh, Pollard mm-hmm. on that yes. wide run, uh, I thought, oh man. You know, 15 yards, and they're in field goal range. And this kid can kick them 60. I watched him. Oh, yeah. He tried a 68-yarder in pregame, and it came up about a foot short. So, you know, I was a little concerned. But, boy, what a what an unbelievable – and the pressure. You know, Doc put that ball right where it needed to be put, and the kid just didn't make a play. Our guy did, which is how you win games. Make plays when you have the opportunity. But when you're 2-10, and 10, the guy leaning back with the ball in his hands – doesn't hit his chest and pop up, he catches it. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Like when you, but if you're five and eight and you're surging, you get those plays, right? Right, right. I mean, right. You, is that something that in the NFL you guys believe that it's, it's a that's the way it works? Yeah, and 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 to be honest with you, uh, you know, it's it's sometimes it's it's how the momentum of the game's going that plays are made. You know, it's just out of the clear blue. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of it is not. You know, this guy was in the right place at the right time, or any of that. It just happens, and uh, I'm just I'm just glad it happened to us. Now, we're talking with Coach Campo. He's wowing you with his thoughts, courtesy of Beaver Chevrolet. When you think of the the, the sum total with back to back wins and a chance at a three game win streak, how important it is not to rip away this momentum and enthusiasm with a short work week and maybe a poor performance. On, Best on thing the, going is yeah. that you're playing on Thursday. Yeah, I, I agree. Matt made that point yesterday. I'm like, yeah, hell Win on. or lose. Yeah. You know, but when you win, you know, I went through that a lot. We lost very, very few Thanksgiving Day games mm-hmm. in Dallas, especially when we had a home game the day the week before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's home or away. Right. You know, you have a home game that night, you're in bed, whereas – the other guys are traveling. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got to travel before the game, which is a little bit of an advantage for the Jets. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic right there. But I, I, I'm glad we're playing on Thursday. 
you can't really rest in your laurels too much. It's a 12-hour rule instead of a 24. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think this team is, is geared in, you know, is, is focused in. So I'm looking forward to us. Also, it also gives you what, like nine days to not look ahead of the team that could snip you because Correct. they've beaten you every year since who knows when, right? Correct. They beat you nine in a row. Right. Now you've got nine days to zero in on the Texans. Yep. It's a giant game. Yeah. Well, that's huge as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I'm glad we're playing on Thursday. I think it helps us. And like you said, it helps for the next week as well. So initial impressions, Coach, we'll dive in a little bit more on Thursday. Or no, Thursday, yes. I will I will be remote already up in New Jersey, mm-hmm. but I know mm-hmm. we will have you back in here on Thursday. But initial impressions of the Jets, knowing that they have to play on short rest and they are riding a three-game losing streak. Well, the whole game is going to come down to, in this ball game. it's almost the opposite of, of the one we just played. I, I think our offense has got their work cut out for it because I think the Jets – have a good defense and a, and a good, de- real good defense. Now, uh, can you know? I haven't looked at them enough to say here's what we can do. Last week, I knew, you know, the way they attack the ball on on offense, I knew we could run on them, mm-hmm. misdirection, quick shots up inside, and that's what we did. And and, and right fortunately, we got the misdirection plays on the perimeter. Uh, but the Jets, uh, you know, I think the big thing there is is I think they're in the same boat as we are from the standpoint that, you know, this is a huge game for them. And, you it's know, their crowd's, gonna be, their crowd's going to be into it. So it's going to be a challenge. Uh, but at the same time, I feel good about our team. It's a playoff game on both sides, that's for sure. All right, so we'll keep it going. You guys can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures if you want to ask a question of Coach 641-1010. And the other thing? Coach gave us a hell of a party the other night. He did. Let's okay. give a give a round of applause for yeah. Coach Campbell. She gave us a hell of a and Kay. Yeah. And Kay. And your wife Kay. Yeah, a lot more. It was my idea. And Tiki Barber, the dog. Yeah. yeah, it was my idea, but it was her work that put yeah. that work. Her execution. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just uh, an incredible uh, hosting, uh, and we do we do bow to Mrs. Campo on that one. That's yeah. for sure. But thank, thank you, you very much for that, Coach. For sure. All right. I'm gonna head out. You're heading out down. Locker room. room. Yes. No media availability tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we have it today on this short rest for the Jaguars before they head to New York tomorrow in preparation for the Jets game Thursday night. All right. So you'll be in the locker room. We'll be able to catch that on the Merry Christmas channel. meal. Oh, Merry uh, Christmas, Coach yeah. Campo. Right back at you. Merry Christmas as uh, we get it going with a little bit more from Coach Campo as far as what it took to take down Dak and send Dallas back losers. You know, you have to get it done Thursday. I mean, this is a good football team. One of the you know teams that's still competing, too, for postseason and, and everything. They have a lot to play for. We have a lot to play for. You know, it should be a good football game. And so those are the, those are the messages that I got to keep putting out in front of the team, you know, and let them understand that this is what meaningful football games look like, you know, against really good teams. And, um, you know, we just got to prepare ourselves that way and get ready to go. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Meaningful football in December. Ain't happening in a while. And that's what's happening right now. And I love what Doug Peterson just said. That was coming out of the win over the Dallas Cowboys. Meaningful on both sides. Big ball game. And this is what he's been preaching to these guys. We've got our head coach, Dave Campo, with us. Thanks to Beaver Chevrolet and beaverchevrolet.com. Let's wow you with a few more thoughts from Coach. Uh, I, I feel like I've been trumpeting as, as well as Trevor has played. 
as well as we've seen other guys come up. I've just been trying to trumpet Peterson as much as possible because without the vision, the belief, the leadership, the game plan, all that stuff, Coach, uh, where would we be? Uh, we might be where we were December a year ago. This yes. is, I think he has really had a major impact. On yeah, I don't think there's any question. I think, uh, you know, his, he's been preaching stay the course mm-hmm. from the very beginning since the day he got here. And, you know, staying the course means believe in the system, believe in what we're doing, believe in the process, believe in, you know, sometimes you hear the word process and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, crap, we're going <laughs> right. to, it's going to be next year and the year after and right. all that. But there is a process and it's based on the fact that you keep a, 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 the eye on the bullseye. Mm-hmm. You're never really in a position where you say, well, you know, it's over, we're done. We're going to get better this week. We're going to get better next week. And, and eventually it, things are going to turn for us. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happened with Trevor Lawrence. And I believe that's what's happened with the team as well. Dave, the impact of Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram, just unreal, right? Like, and believe me, I, I was saying before the season, looks like you got a bunch of three guys out there. And I think a lot of people were thinking that. And now you look at the, what these guys have done, how they've, I mean, how they've impacted what they do on offense and how Trevor Lawrence has grown this season. It's incredible, right? Yeah, I, I think really you've got, Three, those three have impacted a great deal because I think they're number one character guys, number two competitive guys. Mm-hmm. They practice like they play. They love the game. And it, the quarterback is helping them now after the last, during the last five mm-hmm. games. So you put that combination together, and that's how you put the team together. Now, they don't have one guy that they can say, look, when it's when – it's, Gut time, this is the guy we got to go to. But they put the pressure on the defense because they've got a number of those guys that they can go to. And that's, that's the advantage. And then you add to that uh, the other Jones, who's Marvin. Marvin, who if, if, it was really, if it really came down to this guy's got to catch the football, even though he dropped one this Sunday, I'm going to him. Really? Oh, yeah, because he has done it, and he's he's one of those guys. He's the veteran in the room mm-hmm. that when it really comes down to it, if you just had to absolutely have it and you had no other choice, he he compliments those other guys. So, you know, I think it's a – that was a great – you know, you can – Trent Balky, you can say whatever you want, but that group was – Better from day one. I felt that from the day they came just, in here. Just a massive upgrade. Yep, absolutely. From what they were last year. Absolutely. And, and, and Zay, seriously underappreciated. Oh, uh, I, think, I think Zay is yeah. their guy now. That, when yeah. they need a third and seven, he's well, the guy they go to. I, I think we might have seen this in training camp, Coach. The one thing that just kind of jumped at me is that as quick, cat quick as Christian Kirk is, he was coming out of the slot in Arizona. He was going to have to play on the out uh, here. And you, I think we all immediately, immediately noticed Zay being able to take coverage downfield. And yeah, I knew that was going to be a major impact. Yeah, and I t- I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I think uh, some of the our listeners might have, when I said the uh, Detroit game mm-hmm. where Zay had the drops, mm-hmm. when I said I was making an excuse because he had a chest injury, mm-hmm. I still believe that was a factor in the football game because mm-hmm. the majority of the balls he catches, there's a lot of traffic. Yeah, And, you know, he's playing. He, he was playing guy, no through doubt. that. Yeah. And, and that's not easy. You know, I mean, you know, th- there's a lot of 
there's a lot of helmets coming in there, you know, in that situation. So I, he is, he's been that guy coming in here, yeah. you know, a guy that's consistent, and that's what he is. There's no doubt. Are we going to see more deep balls now? Because that double move at Zayme, oh, it was a great textbook. move. Absolutely, literally textbook double move. Yep. Are we going to start seeing more deep stuff now? Well, because clearly he can throw it. Yeah, and and again, that that comes down to you know, is, does the quarterback have time to make those kind of throws? Right. And right. we still haven't seen Trevor, you know, us just load up on a post route and him hit it wide open for the right. touchdown. Right. It, you know, it's been double moves. It's been bootlegs where the guy's got a deep cross. All those things. Right. We really don't know yet where that is. I look at it like is that, Ridley, protect, is that protection or receiver? I, I well, I think it's protection probably more than anything else. But okay. I think a number one receiver, you're going to throw that ball more. So Ridley's a guy. You know, if, I, see if that. Ridley's that guy, mm-hmm. I think you'll see a lot more next yeah. uh, next year. But I think Zay is becoming kind of a go-to, yeah. you know, deep ball guy. He, he, they they are not looking in their personnel war room and saying we're going to have to move on from seven. They're not doing that. That's that's the beautiful thing about it. And we were joking or just whatever, throwing the theory out. Did Zay have an uptick when the Calvin Ridley news came out? I, I can't quite put the timeline together, but I just know from the jump we saw a guy that appeared to be happy and hungry. Yeah, and I think uh, I think this team really, honestly, uh, and I'm not right in the locker room, so I don't know, but I'm just looking at it from afar and, and being associated with teams, this team looks like the kind of team that it will embrace Ridley. You know, uh, you know, somebody might lose a job, but it's about winning. Right. And, you know, however you look at it, uh, he's got to be an addition. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, bring him on in. Now, we were asking this question earlier, and I'll pose it to you, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back and, and, and dig in on it a little bit. But I, I don't think too many people would have said in December that Dak and Trevor in a game that you wouldn't have picked Dak. And, and – We'll throw the numbers out at the people coming up here in just a second. But it's remarkable how Trevor has cleaned things up and how Dak has not. At the very least, he's making enough mistakes to put his team in, in a little bit of peril. So we'll do that coming up. Uh, Coach Campo hanging out with us in the 2 o'clock hour. Wow, your thoughts from him. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010, as he comes to us courtesy of Beaver Chevrolet talking the Jags win over the Cowboys. It just shows what this game is about. You know, you ne- you're never out of it. You know, obviously we put ourselves, we've been saying this for a while, we put ourselves in a hole with that little rough stretch we were on, but you're never out of it. And I think that's the cool thing about this game is you get to see see yourselves fight through adversity, be resilient, and we're a lot better for it. Even today, just the way we won that game. When you win games like this, like we did at Baltimore too, and the Raiders, all those things, when you win games like this, it just builds so much trust in, in your group. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Trevor Lawrence coming out of the game, the comeback victory over the Dallas Cowboys and, and just saying that it's it's coming together. And, yeah, they had that, uh, that stretch where they couldn't figure it out, but they learned from it, that's for sure. You know, the thing is, Coach, instead of doing the what-if game by itself, there's still possibilities for this football team to get to where they want to be. And that and instead of just sitting on the sidelines and saying, dang, how did we not leave London with a W? How did, we, how did this team lose to the Giants or the Texans or whatever? At least there's still some possibilities. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, this was a different team at the beginning of the year. And, you know, the thing that showed right away mm-hmm. 
was that they were going to be in ball games. And, you know, they're, they've been in every ball game except the Detroit game. And I don't really know what happened in Detroit, but uh, if you took away all the drops we had in that game, mm-hmm. it might have been a little different ball game. So, you know, this team now is a cohesive unit, it looks like to me, you know, especially on the offensive side. The defense still has a ways to go. Right. But as long as our offense is going, you know, at the cylinders they're going, anything can happen. And I promise you it's a lot better to control your own destiny than it is help, hoping somebody else is going to help you. Because, you know, just when you think you're in, in right. just when you think you're in, you're out. And right. just when you think you're out, you're in when you're hoping somebody else is going to win mm-hmm. one that's going to help you. So we're, we're during the break, we're watching these highlights and we're watching these throws that Trevor's making, and it's – I mean, I, you watch – every time you watch him again and again, it's like, wow, this dude is rare. This is like a rare guy right now. And I think you see the way they – the way they run what they're doing schematically, their concepts, they all know where they are. Everybody – like on that touchdown to Zay Jones, the last touchdown, he sat, and for one second as Trevor rolled, took one-step roll to the right, and then he slid inside, and Trevor threw that dart. For a touchdown. Yeah. That's knowing where your guys are going to be, right? Plus, plus, uh, Trevor looked the guy off. Right, right. You know, he looked to the outside. Now, he might have been doing that because that's where he wanted to go. But as soon as the guy was covered, he knew the other guy, he moved and he knew he was going to be open. And And that was a. And he he stuck it in there. Yeah, they're on the same page right now. uh, And I think that's why they've won three out of the last four. Well, just look at the numbers. And this is, I feel like we're. I don't think we're going over the top when we're talking about what Trevor's been able to do because of how clean he has been. And I I almost like I hesitate a little bit because you worry that, okay, just when you're feeling like you can't, you know, have a bad game, but the numbers are just eye popping a one eleven point two passer rating in the last six games, including a 70.4 completion percentage with 14 TDs and just one pick. And I posed the question to you earlier Okay, that, think of that progress, okay? One pick, and he was a 12-touchdown, 17-pick guy last year, and now he's flipped the script. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott, his last five games, he's thrown two interceptions, two interceptions, one interception, two interceptions. That is uh, un-Dak-like. So were you surprised coming out of that game that – did you think Trevor outperformed Dak Prescott? Well, it's kind of interesting because y- y- you do – realize that and I'm not disputing you because mm-hmm. I think this kid is doing a super job right mm-hmm. now, but Dak had two interceptions. Trevor had an interception and a fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. true. That's so, true. so uh, to me, the difference is that if, when you look at Dak in that game and, and I'm, I'm being truthful here, mm-hmm. he actually played a darn good game. Yeah. That's why Jerry right. came out kind of pumping him up afterwards. Yeah, I mean, and not only Jerry, McCarthy, and uh, Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what else? He, he was ten. He was 15 for 16 in the first half, and then he, and he was, you know, other than the interceptions, he was pretty darn good. Right. The thing that I was excited about going into the game was if you look at their offensive efficiency and our offensive efficiency, they were 10th in the league. We were 11th. Mm-hmm. So our offense has been doing this for the last five or six games. This quarterback we have is as good as anybody in the league, period, Right. in those five games. Right. Now, do you, you, do you uh, knight him and say that he's one of the top five? 
I'll let you know in three, four ball games, hopefully four <laughs> or five ball games. But uh, he, in the last six games, mm-hmm. is is one of the top five in the in the league. So I, I don't want it to sound like I'm making excuses for him, but the and this is going to lead to my next question. The interception he threw against the Cowboys, that was almost a spacing thing. They were both running verticals, and they were way too close. I think it was Kirk and Zay Jones, right, or Marvin Jones, one of the two. They're both running verticals. You both can't be in the same spot. That's got to be a spacing thing. I, I might be wrong. I get your thoughts on that, but I want to get your thoughts real quickly on the idea of this is, you know, you're talking about how the Jets have a great defense. I, I look at him now and, and the offense in general as at this way. I don't think they're going to have turnovers or critical mistakes. I think any critical mistake or turnover is going to be a fluke. It's going to be a tip ball. It's going to be a fumble where you know, you're not looking. You get hit on the other side. I don't think they're there like that anymore where they're going to make bad mistakes. I think it's just going to be fluke mistakes. I would agree with that. I, th- I think the team is, is, has the, this, the ball security, and, and, and I'm in uh, ETN's corner here. Uh, you know, I think he's now improving on his ability to carry the ball in traffic. That play that he fumbled, as soon as he got the handoff, he was trying to get his hand on the ball, and he runs right in, you know, Sheriff right. gets knocked right back into him. I don't even count that as a fumble. The ones I count, and it was a fumble, obviously, but the ones mm-hmm. I really look at is when you're running downfield and a bunch of guys come in and, and attack and knock the ball out. You know, that's a different story. So I don't think that they're going to make critical mistakes. This team has bought into the fact that jobs of, or ball security is the key. Now, the, the, the interception, did you see that? Yeah. Well, the interception to me, I think the, the Cowboys busted the coverage. Okay. Uh, that guy that intercepted the ball wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, he really? thought he had the seam. He thought he had the seam because that guy wasn't supposed to be there. And he just started running up the field, and he ended up right in his throwing lane. So more fluky. The idea it was a fluky fluke. intercept. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right, right. And, and to be honest with you, if he hadn't have been zeroed in to what he, the coverage was supposed to be, he would have waited and thrown uh, to number 17 – because their safety didn't cover him either. He was wide open crossing the field on the other right. side. But he knew he had the seam route based on that coverage. And the guy did something that he, that he shouldn't, do. shouldn't have done wow. and ended up being there. And there's a lot of those, believe me, in the NFL. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up with Coach Campo. We'll get ready for our Campo and Joe podcast a little bit later on. We'll go Facebook Live and then post it on all of our social channels. But – we had one of your great players on last week, Darren Woodson. Have you ever been around a guy or had a game like Rayshon Jenkins had? Rayshon had 18 tackles, uh, a total of nine solo. So the other half were solo tack, or the other half where he was in on the tackle, and then was able to have the career high two interceptions, basically his his whole total uh, from last season, and. He ends up with the walk-off winner. What a game from Rayshon. One of the best defensive games I've seen uh, in a long time. The one thing about Rayshon Jenkins, and I don't know if he'll be here next year or not, because mm-hmm. we've talked about yeah. you know, they're going to have to get under the cap and all this stuff. But the one thing he does, and he's done it from day one, he'll miss a tackle here or there right? because he is going full speed all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And the energy level that he has is something that you need in the locker room. And, you know, and when he hits you, he hits you. I mean, there's no uh, holding back with him. Uh, right. 
that was a tremendous game. You don't always get two interceptions in a game. The pressure caused both of them probably. Right. You know, uh, in both situations, the quarterback this team was under hasn't the had, Which this team hasn't created enough pressure. Right, and and they did in this game. They started mm-hmm. running some ETs and TEs and, mm-hmm. and some blitzes off the edge, zone blitzes uh, in the second half, but they were created, and yet he was in the right spot, and he was all over the field, along with Aluakun. Mm-hmm. Aluakun was all over the field as well. I get, give the quarter, all, really. get the quarterback, protect the quarterback, man. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. In the NFL now, it's what it's all about. Pressure. Yeah, get the quarterback and protect Well, that's how they changed from the first half to the second half. They were running four, you know, just straight rushes. Yeah. And they weren't getting there. And in the second half, he started running a few more zone pressures and and some some mixers or, uh, you know, inside games. Right. And one of the things that really helped them was they started bringing number 33, which we've talked about, you know, with his own pressures, Lloyd, bringing yeah. him off the edge. Yeah. So, you know, they did a good job uh, adjusting in the second half. All right, good stuff, Coach. Uh, appreciate it as always. We'll do our Campo and Joe coming up in just a little bit. You can find it on the social channels. And we say thanks again, Beaver Chevrolet and beaverchevrolet.com. Uh, thanks, Coach. And for the uh, – he gave us a, a, a Campo bottle of wine. Uh, at the Christmas party. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was just beautiful. Fully engraved, uh, names on them and everything. Just classy all the way. Thank you, Coach. We will wrap ours up in a second. Say hello to the Francis Show. Hey, remember this? I don't believe what I just saw. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. You believe in Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. Third down at six. Darnold with the pocket collapsing over the middle and four. Backs his way for the first down. Here's a formation foreign to Jets fans. The victory formation. Sam Darnold coming home. His first 200-yard game since week four. And the Jets take a knee. Member of the Jaguars' pride, Frank Gore, getting it done a couple of years ago on this very day. And uh, one of our uh, nooners uh, at uh, Jag Curmudgeon, he's he's a little grumpy, uh, but he did send out the tweet, uh, happy Frank Gore day, everybody. And so, yeah, worth getting fired up for because that is what brought you, ladies and gentlemen, the great Trevor Lawrence as uh, he is becoming. Game by game, moment by moment, that's for sure. An excellent memory for all of you it's Jaguar fans. literally play by play right now Yeah, is yeah. what it is. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal what's unfolding in front of us right yeah. now. Trevor should change his name like Cam Rising, Trevor Rising. I like that. I mean, we were watching the, the some of those throws, Dave and I, and, and, the, and mm. some of those throws he's making are just like elite-level NFL QB right. throws. And do you remember when he was uh, had almost zero touch on a little fade yeah. to the back of the end zone? Yes. In, in September, even yes. October. And, and now it is so much different. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally-owned automotive repair shop. Ace Carline, the embedded and shredded, he even had a T-shirt tailored for him. He's wearing it right now. That's right. Happy Frank Gore Day. I love Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah. 
Isn't he just the best? Love him. <laughs> we, I mean, uh, he single-handedly might have changed my hometown's history forever. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when From you afar. think about it, think about the impact Peyton Manning had on Indianapolis. Yeah. And then you think about the impact Trevor Lawrence could have on Jacksonville, new stadium. Uh, the, That's the, a given the growth, now. Well, yeah. Well, the it's Urban a given, Performance but, Center, too. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, and, and just the good times. I mean, just the – we were talking about this yesterday – uh, you're, you now exist in a world where over the next 10 years, your team might win 115 games. Yeah, that's it. And the, the Peyton Manning difference in Indianapolis is real. Uh, and if you do get to ultimately look back and use that as compared, look, Duval was about to rip December off the calendar. Okay. December didn't even matter anymore. We were going to 11 month year because this month didn't matter. And that's what's happening right now. I haven't looked at a single mock draft, Joe. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love yeah. It. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a little odd, um, but it's, uh, but it's refreshing and it's just, it's incredible. And we'll see. I mean, look, they've got, it's a pick em game. The Jaguars aren't a 17-and-a-half-point favorite Thursday no, night. No. They're not going to be a 24-and-a-half-point favorite So you're in saying Houston. beware. Yeah, you've got to beware. They've got to play well. They've got to keep this going. But, man, you have to love their chances. I don't mm-hmm. think Tennessee's ever looked this vulnerable under Vrabel. It's true. So, it's true. I mean, it, 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 could they claw their way out of it and, and find their way to the division title? Yes, they could. They're a game oh. up with three to play. But, man, it feels like all the momentum right now is with the Jaguars, and it's a great place to be. I love it. What you got cooking? Uh, Denny's going to join us uh, at 5 o'clock uh, to go over all things quarterbacks. We we'll always look forward to that. And we are going to have to do our picks today mm-hmm. because Frank will be heading out of town tomorrow to go call the Jets game. So, yeah. uh, big day for the picks. Oh, yeah. Big oh, yeah. Day. I know what's at stake. Yeah. Coming, I know what's at stake. All that coming up on the Frangie Show. All right, Hayes. Appreciate it. Thank Hayes, France, Lauren Brooks. We've got. Do we have Denmark in for uh, Agent Gibbs uh, all, all week long? We do. The law wow. firm. The law firm is in. Yeah, he's in here. All right, we are out. Uh, we say thanks to Beaver Chevrolet and Beaver Toyota Online. Easiest way to go about it. Beaver Toyota St. Augustine.com. Shop virtually. Pick everything out. Get your price right and then go meet the people and drive off in a brand new ride. BeaverChevrolet.com. You can do the exact same thing there and then head on to Phillips Highway. We are out, Joe C. MOB down in the locker room, Matty Hayes, Big Surce, Coach Campo, and JJ. We'll talk to you manana.